Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Callahan, creator of Jean-Claude Van Johnson. And this is Peter Atencia, the director of Jean-Claude Van Johnson, and you're listening to the Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2018 and beyond. I am Ryan. With me always is Brad and Zach. And this week we have two special guests. Ladies, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Demi. Hi, I'm Olivia. And what brings you to our subpar podcast this week? <laughs> uh, I basically reached out on Instagram and made you guys to have me as a guest because we are uh, we're making a movie. We're making a horror movie. Sweet. We, I'm already yeah. interested. Co- good. I love be. horror films. We, sell me this movie. Sell you this. Well, I'll let, I'll let Debbie sell you, but I'm going to tell you about the campaign because we're a part of a campaign. Um, it's on Seed and Spark. If you guys haven't been a part of Seed and Spark before, it's um, specifically for filmmakers. It's a really great platform, um, and it's kind of different because uh, you can raise money, but you can also raise like donations for equipment and things like that, which is different from other crowdfunding platforms. Um, so we're on Seed and Spark. They're doing a specific crowdfunding pitch rally um, this month, which is for horror films. It's called Communal Nightmares. And we were tasked with coming up with a concept that um, is kind of like a horror that applies to communities today. So. Our story is Demi. Take oh, it away. So, primarily, um, the name of our film is called A New Freedom, and it touches on a lot of subjects. Um, we have um, a group of college kids, a very diverse group of college kids, coming home from college um, and coming back to their community and finding out that things have ultimately changed. And it touches a lot on like social issues and sort of the feeling of knowing or feeling safe in your home and realizing that everything's completely changed. Yeah. So, it's like they come back, and it's a place, you know, home is a place where you should feel safe. But they don't anymore because there's this masked killer, a la Michael Myers, you know, yep. style. Because everyone loves loves I'm throwbacks. Already, I like slashers. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Info. <laughs> in, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm interested. Peaked. There it is. <laughs> Interest peaked. Yeah. So he's a Michael Myers masked style killer. Um, no one knows like what he's doing there, if he's part of the community or if he's not. And there's a big 
twist at the end, which we will not tell you because you have to watch our movie. So you Sweet. should follow our campaign on Seed and Spark to be able to help us make our movie. So you know the twist at the end. <laughs> and that is seedandspark.com slash fun slash TNFF, the new freedom. And more importantly, um, you don't have to, in order to follow us, you don't have to donate. We really just yeah. need our trying to rally as many people just to click that follow button. So that's the most important thing. And is this feature length? Yes. It is feature length. And yes. is the script already written? It's actually, it yes, halfway written. Sterling, our writer, is not here tonight because he's horribly sick and doesn't have a voice. <laughs> oh, bummer. It's going around. Yes, yes. But also I think he's been working himself um, into sickness <laughs> to be able to um really cap like make the script what it should be um when he and i got together before we even like knew about this rally he like pitched me on the idea and i thought it was really um solid and i was like start writing this right now and then we found out about the rally like pretty last minute and we're like let's enter like let's do this um and then i invited debbie to join us because i think she's a really strong um cinematographer she has a strong visual eye and um she likes to play with like neon lights and things like that and i think that it went into the like horror genre especially the throwback that look that we're looking for for the feature so nice and how much money are you looking to raise for the feature so right now we're just asking for development money because we are kind of just still getting started so on the campaign for seed and spark we're just asking for seven thousand five hundred dollars um which we actually came about that because that's the minimum that we need to be in in the pitch contest mm-hmm. um we need seven thousand five hundred dollars minimum raised and minimum one thousand followers to be able to get in front of uh 3311 productions and the orchard films to be able to pitch our movie to them and then if we win they'll give us even more money which will help us with the production obviously and then we also get the chance to have a first look distribution deal which is pretty you know like that's pretty big especially you know we're denver filmmakers so um you know we're not in either of the coastal kind of cities that are where people think that you should go to make films like we're trying to i don't know like make that push back on that typical ideal yeah so when you pitch this idea does the film stay with you it does they're just there to help you get it made yeah Stephen spark is a wonderful sort of outlet for that so they tend to facilitate and sort of build these communal rallies um in order to promote indie filmmakers and people um and it kind of gives a platform for not only fundraising but like um festival deals like our distribution deals and sort of lets the filmmakers and like um elaborate on these like specific and unique stories yeah I think it's also cool if you, I mean, I'd say check seedandspark.com out um, anytime because not only is it a crowdfunding platform, but it's a distribution platform. So like as an independent filmmaker, you can utilize their platform to put your movie out there and get it seen. Um, So I think that's really awesome. And I think it's like, there's a monthly membership that you can do like similar to Netflix and kind of thing, things like that to stream it um, full time or you can just purchase one off like movies. Um. So you stream it through the site mm-hmm. itself and you, you can, can buy yes. it through the site. Mm-hmm. So when you also say distribution platforms, is it only through that platform or would they like shop it to Amazon and Netflix? And They would shop it around. Like if we if we win the contest, they're going to shop it around to the bigger um I shouldn't say bigger, but the other platforms. Yeah, so, I mean, they have a <laughs> to lot To reach of pro- a wider audience. Yes. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. So, how did you get into film? How did we get into film? Um, for myself, I was actually a writing major. Um, and so, I came across 
I always loved movies, obviously. Um, and I was named after Olivia de Havilland, which is a fun fact. Uh-huh. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think it's like in my blood. My dad watched uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Like, he stayed up really late the night that I was born watching that. So, like, I feel like it's just kind of like part of, uh, has always been part of me. But I was a storyteller and I was drawn to it because I think it's um, the most impactful medium of storytelling and you realize a writing degree doesn't get you anywhere (laughs) yes that too (laughs) i'm just kidding uh james who isn't here this uh this week is he has a writing degree too and that's a long-running joke i have with him yeah james Uh, defend yourself while you're not here yes (laughs) yami how'd you get into movies um i've done commercial photography and everything since i was really young and i think that film like is like especially like DPing is such a broad platform to like not only capture things in images but like tell a greater story so I started off in photography and then just kind of just like progressed exponentially into the film industry and like haven't stopped what inspires you oh man um I that's like the worst question um I I don't know I'm always um inspired like obviously by visual storytelling so being able to tell like being able to see something and understand the entire story within it I don't know. She's very visual. We'll like go get beers. We were getting beers before this. I'm just like talking about movies um, with a friend of mine from college. She's visiting. And like I'll just say ideas I have. And she's like, okay, I see this shot. And it's like this framing. And she'll just like make this whole shot. And I'm like, that's exactly what was in my brain. What the heck? It's so crazy. <laughs> that's yeah, good. So she's Your brain visual. works that way. <laughs> Mia, I do this. That looks nice. <laughs> How can I make that look nice? Hire someone like you. <laughs> exactly. Push the button. Push the button. <laughs> so do we have favorite films? Ooh. So I actually have been excited about the rally in particular, and Sterling will be mad at me for geeking out, but <laughs> I can't lie. Like the So the two production companies that are um, behind this are have made like some movies that I really like. So um, like Creep and Creep 2. I don't know if you guys have seen those. Yeah. Um, they, they're behind that, those movies. And I really like I'm, – I'm a really big fan of Mark Duplass. His work like really, I think, informed – some early films that I made um the mumblecore style that he kind of like was a part of um bringing mainstream that really inspired me um early on in my career because it's so accessible so like that's one and then the I mean the other one that's in the rally that I think is really captivated me always not even just because this rally like this is why it's funny but it follows um really was awesome for me because it was filmed in Michigan and I'm I, I was born and raised in Ohio so that seems very close to home for me and they made like the um like the the care the city itself was almost like a character the like crumbling cityscape of detroit was a character in the film and it it just um i don't know i thought i thought it was really great how they utilized that so those are two ones that i like currently but i mean i can go off on a tangent about i'm super into like slow indie movies which is not Deadpool at all (laughs) but I love your sister's sister because I love I love Emily Blunt Mm -hmm. so she's amazing in that and uh Duplass is really great in that too it's uh, such a contained story yeah and then you it kind of unravels at the end and yes I think it's my number three or four highest uh Emily Blunt movie oh (laughs) you have a ranking there's a lot of lists that's a good one I do but uh, yeah it's a great one 
Demi, which, what, what movies do you love? Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, a, like, a little weird with those ones. Like, my favorite movie of all time, and it's, like, I, I feel like it's the lamest movie, but it's Legend by, like, Ridley Scott. It's the first movie. <laughs> That's, like, number 27 of my favorite Tom Cruise movies, but continue. <laughs> we also have messed up teeth and everything. Well, I think it was, like, that was the first movie I actually saw, like, in my brain. Like, I'm a huge fan of practical effects. So things like um, Jim Henson things, like mm. his collaborations with Brian Froud, I'm, like, really... Uh, like especially in the horror genre I think that's something that we're losing so much is like the ability to contain those scares like within the frame and within the scene Mm -hmm. so like that was the first movie that I saw like you see the glitter like you see the sets you know that these are tangible palpable sort of things and that's something that with New Freedom that like I think I'm excited to bring into is like real tangible sort of palpable scares like real gore sort of those sort of things as well you know I I will I don't think Legend is a good movie. No. But I think it it looks great. I really do. And I I mean, because it is. It's shot very well. And I I agree with you uh, in that regard very much so. Yeah. Well, those sort of imageries, like, are the things that traumatize you since you're a kid. And I feel like those are, if they scared the shit out of you as, like, a kid, then that obviously meant it was something pretty powerful. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) I agree. You know, and I I think uh, you hit it right with horror films is, um, we, we went through a period where it's cut, 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 yeah. cut, 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 You don't see anything. And I think that's why James Wan is so successful is he's really good at playing with you in frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I can't wait to see what you come up with. Yeah. Another one that Debbie and I both geeked out on, which is why I actually was like, I'm going to have her direct or DP this, is because we both like the movie Stoker. Have you guys seen Stoker? Mm, I love Stoker. It's one of my favorite movies. Love I think Stoker. it's there's a lot of people who haven't seen it. Unfortunately, because I think it's um, very underrated. I think it's an amazing movie. Um, Nicole Kidman's brilliant in it. And it's from the same um, director, right? Yeah, director of Old Boy. And I think that that's awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. that he. No, not that good. It's a a horror film that is really subtle. Yes. And it builds. And I I took a chance on it. Uh, I'm a big. Um, if a Blu-ray is like four bucks and it looks interesting, I'll buy it. Yep. And I picked up Stoker. I'm like, I have no idea what this is about. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. And it, even when I thought I knew what it was about. Yeah. Not what it was about at all. I know. Great choice. Well, it it does such a brilliant job of blending the diegetic and non-diegetic sound. Like those, like there's certain like palpable, like I'm very big on like tangibility. Um, like when she's rolling the egg on the table and you could just hear, or like you hear like the spiders crawling. Yeah. Um, and that like creates a sort of uneasiness that like the whole film just sort of like develops and kind of builds. But there's some nostalgia in it too. Like there was so many scenes in that where I was like, this reminds me of my childhood. But I obviously was not as fucked up as this girl. But, like, <laughs> but it reminds me of my childhood. But it's a really good movie. That's, um, I think, a strong one. Visually, too, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, like, every frame was like a painting. And I really appreciated that. Awesome. Um, one more time. Where can we find you? And where can we help you? Yeah. So the right now, the campaign is uh, www.seedandspark.com slash fund slash TNFF. The new freedom film is um, what we're calling it. And yeah, we really, like I said, we really need followers right now. We need a thousand followers for this campaign um, to even have the opportunity to pitch to get that money in that distribution deal. So following is free. So I would say like, if you just want to possibly even see our movie get made, um, just go on and click follow. Um, You just have to sign up using, you can use Facebook or email, verify your email and then that's it. And we're not even going to, harass you with too much spam mail (laughs) Uh, how many followers have you uh, raised so far and how long do they have to get on board yeah so we are what is it it's i think like five days in so we have 25 more days left um so we are pretty early in the campaign luckily but we have like a 
almost 250 followers right now. Yeah. We came out of the campaign really strong. We were actually in the lead um, in terms of funding and in terms of followers. And now there's some campaigns catching up with us. Um, so that's why we're like, we're getting really competitive now. Well, good news. <laughs> you're on a, a podcast that has 1,600 followers on Twitter. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're in luck. Um, you also aren't familiar with the format of our podcast yeah. too well. So we will coach you through this. This is the first cool. time. Like we've, this is 346? 48. 48. So um, this is, I love having newbies on. And you yeah. pass the real nerds test. You know your movies. I am, <laughs> honestly, I'm impressed because sometimes we get people on and it's, it's painful. Oh, it's really? painful. Okay. And I, I enjoy it. Remember, don't leave me like that. Remember I had to interview the cosplayer as the Joker and she was the Joker, but she didn't know anything about the Joker, and it was really infuriating. Oh, oh, no. I doubt she's listening, so okay, I'll, I'll let you have that. <laughs> Who cares? I'll say it. I don't remember her name, but that's her, so hard. Her, it was driving me crazy. She wanted me to interview her as the Joker. I'll set up the, st- the yeah. The <laughs> wanted me to interview her as the Joker. I'm down with that. So yeah. I'm a comic book guy. So if you're going to come at me that you're going to be the Joker, you better have an answer for my questions. Yeah. And she didn't, and it was is painful, <laughs> tragic. And I just wanted it to end. And I'm looking around. This guy's not even listening to the interview. <laughs> Everyone else is scattered, and I'm trapped. But I don't feel that with you. I feel that you ladies are very oh. movie intelligent, and that makes me happy. Well, I would hope so, because I'm directing and she's DPing, so we need to be movie intelligent. <laughs> well, I mean, Yui Bowl makes movies, and he's not, so <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm impressed, ladies. Very awesome, and Good. I love that you're making a horror film. Yeah, I'm really excited. I It's kind of funny for me, because I am such a... I'm scared of everything, but <laughs> like horror movies, I have to like have a blanket and watch it like just like this. And, um, but like, I, I think that it's fun to direct it because I know it's happening. <laughs> I know the movie magic is not there for me. Gotcha. So, so it's, it's cathartic it's because it, you, yes. you can, you're like, this is just fake. It is. It's fake, but it's like, it's fun that we're able to kind of like control it and build this world. Um, but I mean, the movie that we're trying to create is based on a world that, exists in reality kind of but like exaggerate on it well i think um horror is also developing like like, especially with the sort of development of films like it follows and things Mm -hmm. it's starting to open up the doorway of horror being a genre that sort of touches on broader or like more specified social issues so i think this is a great sort of avenue to sort of blend right into that it's yeah. true you've got a lot of uh, social issue thrillers coming out like yeah. get, get out. out get out was a great example yeah of that. and it's got, made it with throughout tuamli but get out made an appearance this week <laughs> again it might make another appearance here in another hour <laughs> good so yeah, we also have a lot of in jokes um yeah. with, with zach it's get out jack benny and his fucking tuamli movie <laughs> um brad do you have jokes for you brad just make sure everything sounds good and looks good yeah, that's my job. Isn't really to make jokes. It's just makes things to make sure things work. So. And I, we make fun of them for the forty-eight. We can make jokes about you. Was that? I said we don't. You don't make jokes, but we can make jokes about you, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, this guy's gonna do it. So yeah, come why on. Good. Open up and to everybody. Nobody says anything bad about me because I shut him down. Zach can't do it though. There went by Zach. Well, just I feel kidding. like we can't say anything bad about any you can. of you. Please do. Please do. Go ahead, man. Um, Get in line. <laughs> so uh, I'll walk you through each segment as we go through them. Uh, we used to have like a really structured format, and then we got really bored with it. Yeah. So now we still hit every um, topic, but okay. we do it out of order. Great. Um, but I love what it. I, and we'll also pause between the segment intros. So if you suddenly hear us go silent and you're like, this is awkward, 
It's just we're we're leaving a space to edit the show together. Exactly. Okay, and I always like to put edits in there that Brad has to like dig up stuff on the internet, and it's great. It'd be so, nice to just watch a waveform that just drops out, but no, you got to screw it up. No, yeah. I just screw it up. <laughs> I, I need to make um, me and Brad go back over 20 years through high school. And since you're new, I'll tell this story for the 700th time. Great. We're that, ready. That no one's uh, – everyone else has heard. So uh, I've, I've been in lots of Brad's productions. The problem with working with me as an actor is I like to PS stuff. So Brad will write something, and I'll always add something to it. Um, it got to a point when, at, towards the end, he would write, Ryan says something. Because he's like, I'm not writing you a script, dude. You suck. <laughs> um, and I, I freely admit that. Like, I understand that I might not be the best to work with script-wise, but idea-wise, I'm a genius. Um, Are you auditioning for the new Freedom right now? I yes. I, I, I want to be murdered. Um, anyways. That's uh, a perk. That's a perk. Is it? Yeah. It's, Sweet. A, it's an awesome perk. We have Some of our perks are fun, and one of them is you can get murdered. So I remember I begged I'm my drama teacher for that. Sweet. <laughs> I wanted to be uh, – we were doing Romeo and Juliet when I was in high school, and I begged him to let me be Tibble because I died like halfway through the play. I had to sit You're through done. all the bullshit, <laughs> and I got to be an asshole. He literally, I think, has some like 10 or 12 lines. It's just him pissed off the whole time. I'm like, Perfect. let me be Tibble. And he's like, oh, no, no, And then he made it to me. And it's like the greatest moment, dying. I'm like, then I got to leave for another two hours and just not Eat do snacks in the back. and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyways, we're shooting this movie called Invasion of the Twilights, which is based off a Dick Van Dyke episode, which uh, it may look like a walnut. So Brad had a wonderful idea where he's going to take where Kolak, him coming to Earth. So it's basically before the Dick Van Dyke show kind of happens. And um, I was uh, Kolak as a bad guy. And... Uh, we are in this elevator and we're shooting the scene and I, I, I fall out of the elevator and I say, you'll take your absorbitron. Not in the script at all. And Brad like pops up from the camera is like, fucking cut. What is that? I am the director here. You will do this. You will no, do- that's a big z- exaggeration. This is a big exaggeration. You'll do this exactly how I have it written or you can find oh, jo- a job somewhere else. Oh, no. I'll find someone else to work for free. And I was like, <laughs> I was like man, he's hardcore. So I did it the right way. And then Brad, it's like, hey, here's the first cut of the film, and I'm watching it. He puts that scene in there, and it's like the tag on the tra- on the poster. And this is like 13 years ago. I never let him forget it. That's hilarious. That I contributed to that so much. <laughs> you made it the whole marketing campaign. I did. I made the whole ad-lib. marketing campaign was based on my ad lib that he was pissed that I had. <laughs> Here, here you go, Ryan. Like- if you want to be murdered in uh, the new Freedom, it's a thousand dollars. Get an on-screen featured death in this film, responsible for your own travel, and plus rap party invite shirt and lapel pin. Done. So not only do you get murdered, but you get a new shirt while you're getting murdered. Nice. And you can get murdered in the pin. shirt if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, love it. Wait, you should read. We have an awesome Colorado-specific perk. If you give $420, I bet you can guess what you get. Come and hang out with the cast and crew. Experience the mile high, literally, this is Colorado, and be the first to see the film. And then after the long shoot, we'll be, um, uh, they'll be looking forward to it, responsible for our own travel. But, I mean, you're in Denver. Right. Zach's credit card's already coming out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you I very just want much. friends. <laughs> Please. Yeah, it'll no, be fun. Yeah, there, there's some really cool perks here. Like, I like the idea of PA for a day. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you, you think this is fun, huh? I'm going to put you to work. <laughs> get my be, Starbucks, bitch. It'll be a very glamorized PA. G- grab a stinger and get busy. <laughs> Make sure. Uh, They'll be like, what's a stinger? <laughs> you got to figure it out on your own, kid. Welcome to Hollyweird. <laughs> At the end, every time he 
give a PA a direction, make sure you say bitch at the end. So they know <laughs> yeah. that they're a bitch. That's totally how I, that's totally that's how I yeah. react. That's how I want to just right. Get coffee for everyone, I'm bitch. A, all I'm thinking of right now is Chris Rock and Giant Silent Pop Strike Back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, remember? It must make you mad in a black <laughs> man's da- coffee. Does your daddy know you give a black man his coffee? <laughs> that's, that's right. A- give me a blonde-haired white boy so I can enjoy that shit. <laughs> Is that not how movie sets work? Because uh-huh. that's what Hollywood set me believe. Totally. That PAs are just total bitches. Finally gives him the coffee and he just throws it away. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie, and uh, we have no structure, and we uh, podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw DP2, or Deadpool 2. Uh, we will. Uh, so what we do is we tell everybody if they should uh, see the movie or not, and then we play the trailer through our uh, magic machine here, and, um, and then we spoil the movie. So, of course, with comic Great. book movies, spoilers always apply. Um, we'll also talk about movie news. DVDs that are coming out, Blu-rays, and what we've been watching. Nice. And what's going on around, uh, going on around town. I know. Can I just tell a story real quick, though? Mm. So <laughs> I, I, I've been on this, like, moon pie kick. Does everybody know what moon pies are? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you can't Classic. find them anywhere. You can't really? Find, like, I've, I don't know. I can't find them anywhere. And I was all, gas stations. I know. That's what you think. I have, like, in the town I work, there's literally, <laughs> like, gas seven like, gas so stations, the- and none of them have moon pies. So I'm all wow. pissed off, and I go in my car, and I open up my Amazon app. I'm like, I'm getting my fucking moon pies. And they... <laughs> Do you buy a crate of them? So, <laughs> funny story. They, they probably last forever. Yeah, I was going to say, so, like, anytime I see one, they're in, like, a gas station, and they, like, are kind of dusty, and you know, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. expiration date never. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm all bummed, because I'm scrolling through the Amazon thing, and it's, like, the mini ones. I'm like, this sucks. I want, like, the double dead. I want, like, the real moon pie. And they're the minis, and they're 48 What is counts. mini? Like this? Yeah, it's like, I think they're half the size, like two inches, a, a like normal four. Size, yeah. Not that I really know the uh, measurements, but I do. <laughs> I saw them um, yesterday. Four by eight. So. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like pissed off and I'm like scrolling down Amazon, then there, staring right at me, 24 count double decker chocolate for twelve ninety nine. Oh, really? They will be here tomorrow. And I won't, it'll take me like a year to eat them all. I'm Let actually me. kind of disappointed that you didn't bring them here. I know. Well, next time. <laughs> next time. Let me help you out. Next time you're at Coins Cards for Comics, mm-hmm. go to the antique store down the road a yeah. little bit at that. Uh, it's like next to the car wash. Mm-hmm. Um, and try to it's the antique store I broke that lamp in. Uh, <laughs> they have like <laughs> moon pies a and uh, uh, just like vintage candy. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. So. Moon pies are great. When I went to Tennessee to the Jack Daniels distillery, uh, Lynchburg is, has a beautiful town square, and in the town square, there's a Moon Pie uh, general store, and literally just full of Moon Pie merch. And... Oh my gosh! Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yes, Great. different Moon Pies. Like, do you know they make orange ones? Mm-hmm. Strawberry, kind of salted caramel, the banana ones are the banana. best. Banana, yeah. chocolate, and there's like uh, they call it the workman's lunch. For ten cents, you could have an RC cola and a Moon Pie. And ten, ten cents. Ten cents in the like during the depression, so it was really popular with miners. And, yeah, because um, moon pie and cola is very, uh, you know, nutritional. So yes, nutritional. <laughs> loaded with sugar to to dig in that mine and hopefully not blow up. <laughs> I had many a workman's lunch in my day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, so it's a beautiful thing, and there's actually a song called "RC Cola and a Moon Pie." The consequence what? of coal mining: black lung and diabetes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Possibly at the same time. I mean, only ten cents though. It's a pretty big deal. <laughs> and, and you save all that extra money on your health care. Chocolate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's my tangent. Um, so I, I, my moon pies will be here tomorrow. There you go. I have a PO box, so I'm probably gonna have to go. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're able to put them even in the lockers. I think I'm gonna have to like 
go up to the counter. And my guess, too, is that Amazon isn't going to put them in a new box. It's just going to be a moon pie box with, the, with my address on it. And I'm going to walk out of there proudly. I might do it in uniform. You should. I'm probably going to. Please tell them that you're about to confiscate that box. Yeah. <laughs> As evidence Protect of crime. And, yeah. Protect and serve with your moon pies. <laughs> Are you eating evidence for us? Copy theft. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah. That that's my moon pie. <laughs> how do we, we get on that tangent though? <laughs> what are we, what are we starting with? Uh, Brad, what's happening around town? With Brad, around town is around town. Brad sees movies around town. Sometimes at the drive-in. Sometimes at the escape. Around town. Brad. Goes around town. Is this a new song or is this a classic? No. <laughs> yeah, every time he tries to make up a new segment yeah, song and yeah, it I doesn't just work. Go, yeah. <laughs> he just lets me go until I have this like pause. And I'm just going to cut it out anyway. So. Yeah, and it's just cut out, so it doesn't matter. All my hard work and beautiful singing is just gone. I like it. Thank you. Thank Personally. you, Olivia. Thank right, you. I'll think about leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening around town, Brad? Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. Uh, this week at the drive-in is a Deadpool double feature, one and two, followed by Rampage. So, oh, it's pretty fun. Definitely that do that. Awesome, yeah. yeah. I'm always down to see The Rock again, and Rampage is literally what you expect it to be. Yeah, There's, doesn't try for anything nope. else. Yeah. <laughs> it knows it's stupid. Yep, yeah, it really does. <laughs> um, and then at the Esquire this week, uh, the midnight is uh, on Friday. It's The Room, and Saturday it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show again. So, yeah, I, should, I still have never seen The Room. I love Disaster Artist. You've never seen The Room. I haven't. That's no. how. How dare you see the Disaster Artist without seeing The Room? <laughs> I know. Uh, that's what I heard, but I saw that Disaster Artist was really fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know. We keep trying to get him to go, but he. You I won't. I wuss out every time. Guess what's more fun? The room. Yeah, and you can only really watch it like <laughs> with a crowd. Like yeah. if you watch it on your own, like he probably would. It's oh. you'd, you'd yeah, be like, it's a this different is stupid. You the TV. That's like illegal. Like okay, yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Don't want to break any laws. Actually, that's what I did for my birthday a couple years ago. Yeah, but I was I don't remember any of it. <laughs> obviously, but that's okay. You just remember, <laughs> at least good. you remembered it happened. I yeah. remember. Well, it you happened. knew you went You were there. tired. You were wasted. <laughs> <laughs> it was great though. It was wonderful. Awesome. And lastly, Open Screen Night is back uh, May 29th, and yeah. submissions are... Who designed the sweet poster? Uh, some guy I know. Nice. Me. me. Um, <laughs> it's it's pirate-themed this month, so uh, the Real Nerds Podcast bonus prize is $50 to Amazon if you make a t- less than two-minute long pirate video and include the line, uh, Shiver Me Timbers. So do that. That's wonderful. So we have more than one video playing. So it's it could just be like a dude walking up and getting kissed <laughs> by a girl and be like, Shiver Me Timbers. Done. The bar is that low. That does make sense. He has to have an eye patch, though. That, yeah, and he has to be like, we have to talk be, like a pirate. It has to. We have to identify it as a pirate themed. Can it film. be Captain Crunch? Sure, he's a captain, and <laughs> pirates have captains. So yes. Captain Crunch is. Do lonely. they though? <laughs> I feel like pirates don't follow any rules. Of- well, they have That's Captain Jack Sparrow, Captain Barbosa. Yeah. Um, but is blood. he a real captain? Because I feel like he doesn't do any captain duties. That's he true. just walks around with like these hand motions. <laughs> right, Jack Sparrow? Yeah. <laughs> he watched a lot of Rolling Stone videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to prepare. He's just looking for his rum, guys. Leave him alone. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's going on going on around town this week. But also Sweet. going around town this week. Is <laughs> we still need a thousand followers? <laughs> yes. No, you need seven hundred and fifty. That's true. Yeah. Correct. Yep. So, if half of these people who follow us just follow you, you're good to go. 
out of the goodness of their hearts, I hope that they do. I hope so too, <laughs> because you deserve it. Thank you. I love Wait. I love hearing your idea. It, well, we just have to. I mean, honestly, it's like not even like a done deal. We still have to go. To, it's phase two that we're trying trying to get to. Exactly. What one one step at a time. I know. And then I might meet my hero, and you don't want to meet your hero, so maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I have an exclusive interview with my hero, and it's amazing. Who? Bruce Campbell. Whoa! It is. Sorry, I'm like, what, I the, got really excited the, like about the 30 that. 30 seconds. Yes! <laughs> we, we had a conversation about fashion, and it was pretty amazing. <laughs> fashion, of all things. Yeah, well, it was, so I have these really dorky, like, checkered pants that I've had for years, and I was like, man, I should throw these out, because they're, like, old. And then I went and uh, did Bruce Campbell's thing he did at the Alamo, and it was like a meet and greet, and he'd sign the book and things like that. And I really wanted him to say, you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast, uh, you know, this yeah. Bruce Campbell, but his handler was kind of an asshole. I'm like, <laughs> he's uh, like, you need to well, pay him $10,000. In so much that uh, his handler said, he's only signing his new book. And Bruce Campbell's like, no, I'll sign anything. Yeah, why his, not? His, That's cool. Yeah, yeah his, Bruce Campbell literally like told his handler to shut up. <laughs> so I asked him, I said, hey, can I and ask him to say this? And his handler goes, no. All right. So when I was walking up to the table, he commented how much he loved my shorts. And I said, I liked his pocket square. And he said it was a poof because only squares were squares. Uh, and that was my interview with him. That's, that's amazing. Pretty, that's a pretty yeah. solid exchange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. no, a great one. Like, he's really nice. But yeah. it's not the first time you've seen him. No. Yeah. No, no, no. You probably talked to him longer, like, yeah. on his first book. Yeah, on his first book, I did talk to him a lot longer. But... The second one. No, his first one, If Chance Could Kill. No, it was the second one, yeah. Make Love to Bruce Campbell. Is it the mine, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he's. it's weird because I've loved Bruce Campbell for so long. And when he, um, you know, did Burn Notice, and now he's yeah. kind of like a big star, but he's really good at being Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I wouldn't expect <laughs> I would him. Yeah, so. yeah, and he's like really like handsome, you know. He's like intimidating handsome though. Like, yeah, that's like that's how I feel like Josh Brolin is sometimes. Like if you saw him in real life, I'd be like really scared of his dashing good looks. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I love Josh Brolin's voice. Yeah, like there's something about him that I just get like magnetized by him. Whether even when he's like Thanos and he's all purple and he has like the chin stuff, I'm like I can still see him in it. It's yeah. the eyes or something, and I go, man, I love that man. <laughs> and that's why like he's so great in Sicario because he's so mysterious. Yeah, talk about that's a good movie. Yep, that's my favorite Emily Blunt movie. See? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait. So what is the ranking now that we're talking about it? Um, it's uh, so Sicario. Um, I think Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. And then your sister's sister. Uh, I don't remember. If you go to, if you follow me on Letterboxd, I have it on there. <laughs> and, and you published an article on RealNerdsPodcast.com. I, I, I did publish an article on RealNerdsPodcast.com. Oh, okay. We'll go look it up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, Josh Brolin, he's dreamy. I don't get the Benicio Del Toro thing. Mm. My wife says she's handsome, but I don't I don't get it. I'm more of like mm. a Josh Brolin kind of guy. He's intriguing, yeah. yo. <laughs> yo. Yeah. <laughs> but I will talk about a guy I had a man crush on when we've been what we've been watching. Like I've been watching a lot of his movies and it's been another Robert Downey Jr. session. No, no, no. That <laughs> oh, one is... I love my mom and I love him. Oh yeah, no, Robert Downey Jr. is my hero. For a while I would tweet every day for him to come on my show. Of course he's never gonna respond, but it was something <laughs> I did. I, I don't know commitment. how many tweets. It was like hundred and fifty in a row. hundred and fifty days yeah. in a row. That's yep. some dedication. It is. You need to do 365, though. I really do. Because I think he was waiting for that. And he says, this guy isn't committed for me to be on a show. <laughs> he was waiting for that. You felt the connection. Because I'm pretty sure he manages his own Twitter account. At least sitting there waiting for one more Twitter day. <laughs> when you get that big, you do your own Twitter account, right? That's exactly how it works. I think so. 
Yeah, I I totally have somebody else managing my account right now because I'm not big enough. Yeah, I mean you have to. <laughs> I mean you really do. I mean I, I manage ours because I'm the only one who posts stuff on it. So, <laughs> uh, but anyways, we also talk about Blu-rays that are coming out. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Zach, pull up the Blu-ray page from Blu-ray.com. Thank you for your reviews. I was reading that's like the eighth most visited website on the web. Pretty impressive. Dang. Number one, Google. Real Nerds Podcast, 7,411. But we've gone up like 4 million places in the last like month. Wait, is that the exact number? I would be impressed uh, if you actually It's something like that. that. It really uh, is. Yeah. Based on the analytics, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, what analytics, analytics are you watching? Because I have never figured those out. Uh, it's some website. I don't know how I did it. Um, when I was not at work, I was fucking oh, around. Oh, just rank your website? <laughs> uh, no, it's not rank your website. It's... um. I forgot how I got there, but it's something that Google does huh. where you type in. Maybe that's why Google's number one. No, but like uh, <laughs> it's something right? you type in and they tell you how many people have visited and how far you've moved up in the last month. Oh. I mean, ours isn't an exact science because we're not popular. So um, <laughs> don't but, tell us that we need a thousand. Well, <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel better, we did go up four million places last month. So, I mean, okay. I mean, how Great. many websites are there? And we're the seven point four millionth one. I mean that's pretty good out of <laughs> out of the billions of websites or something. Chirp, chirp, I, I mean chirp. I don't know how many yeah I don't know how many websites there are. Hello, is this on? <laughs> it's incalculable. Yes, yes. So Blu-rays though, yeah, I'm very that, interested. See, see, that's keep them keep them on point. Um, the name Sparrow, Red Sparrow. Um, Jennifer Lawrence's Red Sparrow is going to be on 4K and Blu-ray. No joke, Zach. You Just say what? what's happening because that was horrible. You know what? It sounds better on paper. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, it says here Game Night, but it doesn't have a 4K option for Game Night. So it's I'm not. wondering if that's a... It's not coming out on 4K. Huh. Because Warner Brothers hates people. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, Movie's then. great, though. Yeah, it was It was funny as fuck. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. <laughs> Jesse Plemons So on really the ranking, if you ladies are curious, it's funny as shit then funny as fuck so oh, if it's funny okay. as fuck it's funnier than funny as shit okay that makes sense okay yeah i don't really know i, I just can, made that up i can follow that yeah <laughs> um and uh and then we're also getting the uh the full-on blu-ray release of i kill giants um oh, I have that coming. which uh was a favorite of yours and uh brad's here and uh james I'm was assuming- it a favorite of yours brad it was, it's definitely one of the top movies of this year. Yeah. And um, oh. I'm assuming James has seen it by this point. I don't think he has. No, he hasn't. You really? know, my, one of my favorite geek out moments. So Joe Kelly is one of my favorite comic writers and he wrote Spider-Man for a long time and he wrote I Kill Giants, which has made me cry in public. And I, I always would always tell him and I've met him like three or four times. And uh, so we were at the screening of I Kill Giants and he was uh, at Dink the next day, the Denver Independent Comic Convention. And I'm like, I wonder if he was going to remember me. And because, I mean, I've literally gone to all his showings here. I've He's been on our show. He's in our pod show. Um, and so I went to Dink, and I just wanted uh, him to sign my poster, and I was going to get another one of his graphic novels. And I walked up, and he's like, hey, I know you, Ryan. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you do know me. But That's he's so nice. Yeah, no, he's so nice. And he's in this comic show, and he talked to me for like 30 minutes about uh, how close this project meant to him and that I loved it so much, meant so much to him because it meant so much – so basically, I geeked out and I was trying to play it cool. I think I'm pretty good at it. I don't know. You have to ask Joe Kelly. <laughs> Did you cry though? I thought you said you cried. Uh, no. That's not playing it cool if you cried. I didn't 
cry in front of him. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I waited until I got into my car. Okay. Broke down the parking lot. He like drive, He walks by and is like, hey, oh, shit. <laughs> He's like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> um, no, uh, his graphic novel, I Kill Giants, has made me cry in public. And if you've never read I Kill Giants, you should definitely read I Kill Giants. Because uh, Brad's never read the graphic novel, but you saw the movie and you think it's one thing and it's totally different. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. And I, 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 me and James will have bought it, I think, three or four times. And I, me and him give it out because we want people to experience it because okay. it's not your typical comic book. So cool. I Kill Giants, pick it up cool. and see the movie. The movie is amazing. Sweet. Um, did also, I sell it enough? <laughs> also, in the new releases is uh, Ardman's Early Man, which I did not get a chance to see, but uh, I like Ardman. So yep. I'll check it out. Uh, 1517 to Paris is also coming out on just Blu-ray. Because <laughs> everyone wants to see that. Uh, I mean, don't you feel like you're meant for something else in your life? Uh, I could have done that part better. I have to, listening, Mr. Eastwood? Uh, with all due respect to our armed forces and their service to our country, get real actors, please, Clint. I swear to God. Um, <laughs> swear to me. Uh, <laughs> swear. <laughs> I wish he would say that as Dirty Harry. That would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> just for me. Um, also, Wonderstruck from last year, which is um, uh, it's a filmmaker uh, that uh, Steve loves a lot. I can't remember his name. He's the guy who did Carol, I think. So, um, oh, uh, it's the same person. I think so. I, I, I that that just that like name Kate popped Blanchett. up. No, no, just the director. I know. But, um, I'm just saying, I like Kate Blanchett. So, um, <laughs> everyone wants to just say her name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the uh, Oscar winner for best foreign language film, A Fantastic Woman, is coming out on Blu-ray this Did week. Did you all so. see that? Uh, mm. I have not yet, but it's on my uh, pre-order list, so I'm going to be getting it in soon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen it yet either, but I, you know, obviously. Yeah, I've heard great things like throughout the year. I, I the yeah. story for it looks fascinating. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to check this out. Nice. Um, also, um, in the uh, backlog category, we're getting steel bo- limited edition steel books for the game and Serenity in 4K. So you can pick up if you want to pick up the umpteenth edition of Serenity <laughs> that you and James probably no, own. At this I point. got the 4K. I'm good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but that's only like my third copy of it. Four. <laughs> um, if you count DVD. <laughs> We're also getting 4K releases of The Matrix, Jurassic Park, The God, Patriot, oh, Patriot, and Can't Fury. Um, and then for the um, for the rest of the backlog, uh, Kino Lobor is putting out Clint Eastwood's A Fistful of Dollars um, in a new 4K transfer. Um, they are um, they've been doing really good with the Clint the with the uh, Sergio Leone films, and like those are some of my favorite films. So I'll definitely be picking that one up. Uh, Scream Factory's uh, newest release this week is Of Unknown Origin, which I've never heard of. It's a rat movie. It's <laughs> Killer Rats. True story. Really? It, well, stars, I, I, stars Robocop's Peter Weller. Is it is it as good as Willard or Ben? Oh, uh, way different. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sounds amazing. I'm on board. Um, uh, Deadly Eyes came out a few years ago. That one's pretty fun. You can tell it's funny. And Deadly Eyes is a killer rat movie, but they put rat costumes on uh, wiener dogs. Oh, so it looks really funny because their little legs are. <laughs> are you serious? Yes, I am serious. I have to see that the second I get home. Yes. I think this Remember, has to play at our Deadly Eyes. movie yeah. appreciation. <laughs> Deadly party. Eyes. Deadly eyes. Deadly eyes. Okay, write that down on your little notepad. I, I don't Deadly know whose paper this is. Uh, it's yours now. <laughs> and then, um, last, uh, lastly, uh, Disney's putting out anniversary editions of stuff, and uh, the only one that really matters is the 15th anniversary edition of Disney's Holes. Oh, <laughs> so if you want to yeah. uh, uh, uh. watch Shia LaBeouf dig a hole, get ready. 
If you want to watch time when people are like he's going places. <laughs> if, you, if you want to watch John Voight get angry because he can't smoke and all he does is spit sunflower seeds, there's your movie. I feel like that's the first hole that Shia LaBeouf dug for himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes! There we go. Yes. There we go. Take notes, Zach. <laughs> Olivia, take over. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, get the get out of here, Zach. Right, high awesome. five. Whatever. I'm gonna go get high. <laughs> that was awesome. Come to our 420 party. <laughs> Great job. You're invited. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Take that, Shia. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Real nerds are trashing me again. He'll do another paper bag display with my name on it, and I'll yes. be like, it'll be my big break. He's just got a nice. Pic- he's just got a picture of all the real nerds up on a poster, and he's just throwing a knife at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it won't be it- us though, because we're just guests. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, you guys are you guys are protected. Great. Um, but yeah, and then because Zach will be like, "I said that," and he'll be like, "You didn't say that. That's that's not something you would say." It was funny. Shia's gonna look at me and be like, "You like Borg v McEnroe? I'll let you live." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that seems to be it. Um, unless you want PBS's uh, Little Women, which okay, yes, sure. come on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I will uh, put out a shout out for Alamo. Every uh, <laughs> ticket that you buy for uh, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," they donate money to pbs nice that's and, great and every time i watch the trailer for that it tugs on the heartstrings i was just gonna say i actually cry audibly every time that trailer plays you know I, no I, matter where it plays it's i know it's because it's that uh it's that one where it's that little boy who's in the wheelchair and he's like yes. uh, and he says oh, i forget what he says but it every time i'm like Ugh. do you feel sad or something like, something yeah. like that yeah. he's like well you I, make me happy or something like yeah. so sweet and so subtle i'm like oh, you bastard the joy I know, I'm like, yeah. I hope that Mr. Rogers. I hope that when they do the Tom Hanks one, there's a cameo by someone who plays George A. Romero filming the tonsillectomy video, because <laughs> it's true. George A. Romero worked in Pittsburgh. Yeah, both um, Pittsburgh dudes um, working on the Mr. Rogers show, and the most notable one he did was the tonsil. Mr. Rogers gets a tonsillectomy, which was oh. just a film of him getting a tonsillectomy. That sounds terrible. Then he went to do Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> so I was looking up Deadly Eyes on IMDb, and it was remade in 2002 as The Rats. Was it really? Yeah. The Rats. Well, in 2002, that's, very, that's pretty I, Well, I want to see the one with the, the wiener dogs. <laughs> I do own that who's, Blu-ray. Who's, who's the build cast? It's Anyone a TV movie, and Madchen Amick, Vincent Spano, Sean Michael Howard... I don't think there's the judge. Is he in Law and Order SVU? That's secretly one of my favorite things. We didn't talk about TV shows when you asked me, but one of my favorite things is Law and Order SVU. I watched every episode in chronological order. Really? Is what David Fontenot the season? judge? Something like that? 19th. 19th. Wow. And there's, you know, there's like 27 episodes per season. So they do 27 I really, episodes? I really Holy committed. Cow. It's in that the is, 20s. That is I just commitment. watched episode 23. Yeah, so yeah. The, I mean, the old school shows used to do that. Yeah. I mean, we love it's the Dick still... Van Dyke, 32 episodes a season. Oh, yeah. It, they're still cranking it out, though. Yeah, it's popular. I know it is. Yeah. I'm a fan. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ice Cube, Ice T's in it. It's that's He's the best character. Is he? Other than Mariska playing Olivia Benson. Nice. Isn't she the highest build um, Mm -hmm. actress or actor? Yeah. She ought to be at this point. (laughs) Yeah. She's been there from the beginning. Like, it's her show. Nice. And she's the best. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) the best. We also talk about movie news in a segment we call Movie News. It's real news. Actually, it's real news. I'm waiting for your 
Ah, uh, we already Song. have we already the have jingles? bumpers for that. So oh, you don't have I, I don't I don't have a jingle for that. There's a jingle for around town, and you just. <laughs> make your own. You still make up a new one anyway. Just remixing. I it. feel like this. I feel like we need we to watch this. We can take the news right to the movie reel, and it's been Joe in your ears. <laughs> real news. Uh, no one knows what movie reels are anymore. Our name is so obsolete. Remember that time we were doing a convention, and that dude from the C Film Center walked up to us and made fun of our name? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's what we were doing. Uh, Mile High Horror. Yeah. Why yeah. did he make fun of you? Because basically that, he says, that's stupid. What are movie reels? Reels are dumb. Yeah, movies are digital now. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And we're going, and he took our candy. Remember, he ate all our candy? (laughs) So it was around Halloween, so we had Halloween candy out. He's just eating your candy and, like, shit-talking you? Yeah, like, hmm. He's like Michael Madsen, Michael Madsen in Kill Bill 2, just rubbing salt in that fucking shotgun wound that he just unloaded yeah. yep. on you. Came over, grabbed some candy out of the bowl, said, like, hmm, another podcast. Stupid name. They don't do reels anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it would have only been worse if he threw the candy he had in Well, his that's mouth what he did. You. He took our business cards. Like, <laughs> like the rapper. The rappers, yeah. yes. <laughs> that's why I think of your podcast. Um, then he started smoking a cigarette. It was really weird. <laughs> um, and maybe I remember it differently, but. <laughs> Well, you know what? On that uh, Mile High convention, we interviewed uh, Jeffrey Reddick, who wrote Final Destination. We got Ricky from Sleepaway Camp, who ended up in one of our pod shows. That's how we met him. Yeah. And who else? We we didn't read a lot of people that one. You got so, strangled by Kane Hodder? I got strangled by Kane Hodder. That's so awesome. we, we insulted uh, Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were, we were on fire that Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can find all those interviews on realnerdspodcast.com. <laughs> Plug yourself. By real nerds. That's Bill Mosley. Yeah. <laughs> he did say that. He basically said fuck you by saying bye. Yeah. I'm going to uh, find a way to work with him one day and then like slowly reveal that. Uh, like, hey, I'm on this show. Can you come on it? And then just see if he just remembers like, you. <laughs> just, just tell him we fired James. So. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. We'll have yes. him on that week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and our special guest. <laughs> So what's the news? Um, well, uh, we've been gone for two weeks, uh, so I'm just going to kind of compress everything. Um, first off, let's get the sad stuff out of the way. Margot Kidder passed away, uh-huh. um, our uh, original Lois Lane. Well, not Who's original. got you? <laughs> yeah, movie Lois Lane. What color underwear am I wearing? Pink. <laughs> you know, when I watched that movie, I believed a man could fly. And also that that's what's missing in the new Supermans is they don't have the heart. And maybe they needed some Margot Kidder in there. Maybe. Um, but she wasn't just uh, Lois Lane. She was also in the Amityville Horror. She was and Black uh, just, Christmas. Yeah, Black Christmas. Yep. Which is part eleven of my Scream Factory crypt that I'll be posting soon. <laughs> she's like, she's not like. It's mainly Olivia Hussey's movie, but that. But, oh yeah. Yeah, but she's in it. Like she's, she's in it. She does. She's got a good role in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that pig sound coming out of the, the attic. Nobody else can identify it. Um, Any big uh, Black Christmas fans here? Slasher film from 1974. Hello? From the I director. don't know if I've seen that one. It's a good one. Not. It's from the director of A Christmas Story and Porky's. It has okay. um, oh, one of amazing. the biggest uh, horror movie um, cliches in it. Uh, is, oh. uh, is, is the calls coming from inside the house. Oh. That is such a cliche. It we is. will not be doing that in our movie. Awesome. <laughs> it's all phone calls. All in different houses. (laughs) Actually, one of our little mini themes is that there's no service for anyone. And it's a joke, running joke, because they're all millennials, so they can't get... (laughs) Love it. It's like a struggle the whole time. Millennials. It was great, but the call is coming from inside you. (laughs) Um, They're all microchips. (laughs) But yeah, she was was in a bunch of other stuff. The Great Waldo Pepper um, says here also uh, some kind of hero. 
whatnot. She was also on Smallville, um, not playing Lois Lane, oh. but um, she did it's that. Sad. She's only oh, 69. Like, I mean, Superman's 40 years old, so she was like 25 when that movie came out. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sad. But yeah, yeah she, young. she will be missed. Um, my, my, my sister and I watched the Supermans growing up before uh, because we were getting ready for the Brandon Routh one. So, and then you anyway. watch a Brandon Routh one, you're like, man, I'm depressed. <laughs> Is he going to do anything? Is he just going to fly around? I have it on the shelf there, man. I, I do, too. Like I think the making of it's amazing on the Blu-ray. Yeah. And then you read that Brian Singer's a total fucking dick, and you're like, wow. Yeah, there's there's two there's two morons in that movie, apparently, now, as we've learned over the past year. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Isn't it weird he totally got, like, blackballed after Bohemian Rhapsody? So, I don't know, you know he got fired off of Bohemian Rhapsody because he he left and never came back, basically. And he said he was taking care of his parents, which would be a legitimate excuse. Yeah. But then after that surface, then everybody starts saying how he was not on X-Men Apocalypse ever and that he's really flaky oh. and he's kind of a jerk. Oh. I'm like, wow. Never got that from watching interviews with him. The truth mm. comes out. So, But anyway, on to happier news. Um, the, the best news happened while we were away, which is we're finally going to get Bill and Ted 3. Um, I am so excited. Have you already mentioned this before? I feel like it we, was speculated before or it's brought up. Yeah. Have you brought this up before? Well, I brought it up last week, like because it, it got yeah. announced while we were not doing news segments. So, mm. yeah, but we um, just kind of talked about it during the Wild <laughs> Stallions rule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna get Bill and Ted three, or as it's being called, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Which I think it's the, a great title. Yeah, it is. It's it's perfect. Um, the original writers are back on board. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are going to reprise their wonderful roles from the originals. Um, and William Sadler will be playing Death Again from nice. uh, Bogus Journey. Nice. So um, no more sad Keanu? <laughs> <laughs> he meant Whoa. sad, happy. He's he's just Keanu, man. He's, <laughs> what in else? a new movie. Uh, have you seen the trailer for his Winona Ryder movie? Oh, it's awful. It's awful. It's, it's bad. Like I, I, I have a whole, like my screensavers are those that horrible green screen. With <laughs> yeah. the like if you freeze it, it's the worst green screen I've ever yep. seen in my life. It's pretty bad. Yeah, um, it's pretty bad. And it'll be directed by the guy who directed Galaxy Quest. So uh, that'll be fun. My my questions my questions always been for a third one because at this point, like they kept talking about it for years, and then at some point George Carlin passed away. So who are we gonna? How are we gonna fill the Rufus role? I don't know if it's gonna be death or. Um, I don't think you have to. You know, I mean, I I want Rufus Junior. I've always said it should be a Rufus Junior. So you'd rather have someone take over the role who's not yeah I get, think, uh, get another get another comic who's within the same vein of like george carlin or something like that mm. i actually think uh, on hollywood babylon this week kevin smith said that um because everyone says like oh kevin you should do it and he said like uh they're thinking of his daughter oh that'd be cool is going to Ooh. step in and just yeah also play yeah, his daughter. i mean it's it'd be hard to like replace him because hmm. i mean that's one of the rules of the road yeah <laughs> you don't replace george carlin <laughs> The other rule of the road. <laughs> yeah, what happens when you get in the car ever. and they don't make with the head? And you keep the ash to the curbs? Sure, if you don't make with the head. <laughs> Not, sure. <laughs> I think one of the greatest deliveries ever is he's like, I'm going to take a shot in the mouth and gets me a couple hundred miles down the road. I just said, so straight. No, no punctuation, just... D- don't there. be so suburban, gay, straight. It's all the same now. There are no more lines. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Bill and Ted three—that's going to be so much fun. And Orion, they—they uh, they revamped uh, the Orion label. Recently, oh wow! Yeah, so, no, I saw nice. that before some movie recently. Um, I can't remember. Like, I—I I, I just knew that they revamped it like a yeah. few years back. But so yeah, but it's going to be under that. So that'll be cool. You know? Yeah. I feel like I need to cradle my microphone the way you do. <laughs> 
Oh, like oh, baby, yeah, I'm like baby, like a baby, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. just a sweet. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know how I'm holding it. Like, I feel like I change constantly, but then you I do. Notice. It's yeah. interesting to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm very. I talk with my hands. I'm very animated, but I'm always talking to the mic, not like Zach. Hi. <laughs> See, he's doing a good job this time. Is he, Brad? Yeah, he's coming through pretty good, pretty good, clearly. Yeah, pretty clearly, not clearly. Yeah, okay, a couple <laughs> times. It, it, like, cause you're I, I just, I just, angle. Oh, so, like you'll turn. It's like at the slightest difference. It's, it's fifty-eight weird. straight weeks. Yep, one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other news, HBO is gonna do a documentary based on the first season of Serial, the podcast that oh. um, launched. So they're gonna cover the uh, Adnan Saeed um, situation. Do you think I Cinemax have... will pick up ours? I mean, we we can't do HBO. Let's do Highbrow. <laughs> Let's go Cinemax. <laughs> That'll be interesting, though. I want the I want our our documentary like sandwiched between sexy librarian and sexy nurse. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's oh. right where it fits. Yeah, there if you go. it was Perfect. late night, that'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I haven't I haven't listened to Serial yet, so I don't know. What? But, but really, I, I know I haven't. It's just, it's on a list of many different things I'm trying to get. It to doesn't do, deal with Jack Benny. So <laughs> I actually I will admit I didn't get through the second season and that, and that like, yeah i haven't listened to it either james has he says it's actually pretty good i always have like like zach i have like podcasts just lined up i go me i'll listen to myself today <laughs> <laughs> i sound so good oh. <laughs> uh, gosh. um we got a trailer for a movie that i've been wanting to see happen for a while called the happy time murders um uh, which yes. is brian henson doing a dirty puppet movie what? Yes. Oh God, it's 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 great. If you ever wanted to see a Muppet have sex, now's your chance, guys. Um, yes. Go check out that Red Band trailer. Well, I love the this interview. movie. Looks utterly <laughs> disgusting and terrible, and I cannot wait for I love it. The interview with <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, and then in the background, this Muppet just getting plowed from behind. <laughs> I, just, I was sold. I just I just love how the trailer like introduces that majestic music, and then it kind of like winds down with a like crack Muppet going like a suck your dick for fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta check this out. <laughs> yeah, it'll be awesome. Um, uh, Lin, Mel- Lin Manuel Miranda's uh, "In the Heights" uh, musical um, had a movie deal at Weinstein, and then we all know what happened to Weinstein. Um, but thankfully, Warner Brothers has did it picked it back to up. Him? <laughs> or did he deserve it? No, well, he deserved it. It's just, but well, the company. I mean. Um, did it happen to them, or did they deserve it? They deserved it. Thank you. Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Bottom line is is that In the Heights, which is a Lin-Manuel Miranda musical that is got it, getting just as much as a claim as Hamilton, um, is uh, now... You're welcome. Be... <laughs> See, that was, a, that was a Moana joke, because he wrote... You're uh, welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, has landed at Warner Brothers. So I, I throw so many jokes out, not all of them stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, they closed the deal at $50 million, so... Um, Casual. Yeah, <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah, they can so, toss us a million and we'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I, I I've listened to the uh, recording or the soundtrack for uh, Hamilton, and I like Lin Manuel Miranda. He seems like a I listened to the Weird Al Yankovic Polka one. It's pretty good. <laughs> Hamilton Polka. Yep. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh gosh. And then finally, uh, this <laughs> Zach is Zach literally like rolled his eyes when I said I listened to the Weird Al Yankovic version. He's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> way to be cultured." Like we're a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> it's, it's not about culture. It's just like I, I get it. You guys like Weird Al. <laughs> we do. Um, yep. <laughs> and then um, lastly, uh, this is pretty recent. Did I ever tell you the story about where we did a 
uh, a shout out at a Weird Al concert and he played the song. Yeah, which one? Which song? Uh, one more minute. Uh, one me more minute and Brad were at a concert twelve years ago. I think it's two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, sixteen when years that, ago. Sixteen years ago. When that Rats movie came out. That's yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry, you the saw weekend Rats, that it premiered. We were, and I have no idea why me and Brad had this like uh, telekinesis with each other. Um, but well, it was you and Cliff who actually called it out. I was. You were just too I afraid was there. to. Um, so <laughs> I was thinking of like in a really obscure title. So Weird Al asked for. Uh, basically, it's like request. He said, "Do you want to request?" And me and my friend stood up and shouted one more minute at him. He's like, "All right, all right, one more minute." So yes, that's my claim to fame. Wow, <laughs> amongst one of my many's, whether it's the poster for Brad or forcing Weird Al to play a song. Brad's yep. been present at all of these moments. He is. So. <laughs> yep. Where's the credit? It's always given to Brad. He's your muse. He is. When he writes, Ryan says something. Then I know I have to say something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, you could be a rebel. I know. Just change the script and just not no, say I, anything. I, I always tell Brad I feel so bad for him because, again, I I know that – I mean, I'll always do the work. I'll always do it. But I know I'm difficult because I will always – I always try to make it better. So when I play it in my head and I'll like, that sucked. And so I'll change it just enough. And Brad's like, well, fuck, I don't know how I'm going to edit this. Did you just say that sucked? <laughs> no, I actually do. I want to have you just a day where we, like, have you on set. And I'm Done. just like, just we'll just kill you, like, 30 times over. And you can just make it a different scene every time. It will be. And then you'll be like, how am I supposed to edit this and make it match? And, and then really it will only be in the ex- extended cut. <laughs> Sweet. We'll just do a, we'll we'll just do a awesome gag reel. I was killed and then I go and I do not end the film. And I was like, I was Sliced from the final. <laughs> you start going to conventions, touring as the guy who was cut out of the new freedom. That would be so awesome. And I'll have a headshot. Someone, some, I'll sign. I'll sign whatever. Five dollars an autograph. Brad can be your like your howler. Like, come on, come on, see the guy who was cut from the new freedom. Uh, it's Hopefully, true, it's to get that big. Many times editing the pod show, I was like, oh, these shots don't match up. Nope. What am I they, but he makes them work and. Really? That's because Brad's great. I mean, I, I I know that about me because I'm I always want to make it better. So it's hard for me to do the same take constantly. So I'm really difficult to work with. <laughs> I thought it started great in the script, but whatever. That's just me. <laughs> it did. So Brad writes a script and it is great, but I always like to PS it. So I always like to make it better because he can write it well, but I don't think it's my voice. Um, ah, you're one of those actors. <laughs> uh, only with Brad. <laughs> only with Brad. Oh, okay. Because he knows me. But I will say, when I was in your insurance commercial, I did exactly what you told me to do. It's true, yeah. And I'd never added anything. And what, the only time what insurance? I, uh, the company I'm working for, they, they, they're they trying to sell like this new brand of insurance. And so he just had to be a dad on <laughs> <Yeah>. camera, <laughs> which he tough. already has experience with. Yeah. So. <laughs> and the only time I... Had no uh, lines. So it was we, real easy. Uh, the only time we redid a take <laughs> is when speak. I knew I overacted a moment. And I was like, we need to do that again. That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you made that face. It was yeah, like, like, <laughs> like a cartoon character. Like, just normal. Yeah. Just an average day. Um, <laughs> just an average day. That's when he was like, fucking cut. What was that? In front of the kids. Yeah. 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 And then they ran in. Mommy, the director said fuck. <laughs> no, I didn't. You shut up. You shut up. <laughs> Anyways, back to what we were doing. What are we doing? Uh, that was news. <laughs> and that was news. Okay. And, and. No structure. None at all. I like it. Um, so this next segment is uh, we'll need participation from you. We're ready. If you want at all. Uh, we do a segment called What We've Been Watching. 
So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Oh. Is so, this movies or TV? Whatever you want. It could be um, videos on YouTube. <laughs> like, I was watching this Aussie Man review where people are bad drivers. It's making me laugh. Like, That's people great. going through roundabouts, like, really high because they didn't slow down. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Instagram stories. That's what I've been watching. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do, you want, do you want me to give you ladies a few? Uh, see how the yeah, flow goes? To, I'm and trying then, to think, uh, yeah. You can pick up from there. Zach, what documentaries you watch this week? <laughs> um, well, I I actually didn't watch a lot in the interim between... Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. If I Wait, have to hear about you... the fucking Dust Bowl again. <laughs> you know what's um, funny? I was I was on Amazon, and it has you know Prime, and it's matching. Right. And so I did watch Ken Burns Baseball. I, I have to remember. And, um, and it came up with a dust bowl i go no not gonna do it i can't watch 10 hours you'll, of you'll learn dust. about proper irrigation ryan like you have no idea how <laughs> important that we need to know that topsoil water isn't going to last very long gotcha okay what'd you watch this week zach um not a whole lot um i rewatched poltergeist um because oh. i uh, i'm doing research for a project that i'm doing in november the remake right <laughs> no i haven't actually Sam Raimi produced remake you know you can't rent that on amazon prime you have to buy the remake of poltergeist that's, yeah, like they're they're make their money back. that's how yeah, much no they're shit. trying to cap their money back really yeah it was it was 14.99 so i was just like no nah, i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the original with um craig t nelson and um yeah it's still great still fun um i i i, I mean I'm in the camp that Toby is the director, but like I can see the Spielberg influence in that film, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, um, and I like James Karen a lot. <laughs> so, um, the guy from uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, he's awesome. And I always love when Craig T. Nelson shakes him and just goes like, "You move the you move the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies." Um, so it's a great film. Um, if you haven't seen Poltergeist. Great phone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you say fun or phone? Film. film. Oh, film. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not slurring my words. <laughs> I know. I was, well, I ask because I'm like, am I hearing shit right? <laughs> um, I watched the uh, the biopic Marshall um, that came out last year. Oh, with uh, Chadwick with Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Black Panther. Yeah, Wakanda I, Forever, baby. Yeah. Um, so I watched that. Um, it's good. Um, it's not a. Doesn't feel like a traditional biopic. Like it. It. It feels like a. How do I describe it? Cool. Like it's. It's. It's not boring because it's not just like, oh, here's what he did, and like how how amazing was he? It's it's focusing single uh, on a single case, and like all the stuff that he's done hasn't come yet. Like it's 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 early on in his law career, so it's more or less like a legal thriller with nice. with uh. Thurgood he's great Marshall. in and biopics. So, yeah, <laughs> I love Forty Two. <laughs> no, he's awesome. Um. And uh, Josh Gad's good in it too, um, and uh, Sterling K. Brown's in it too. Uh, the guy from uh, the People versus OJ, um, and This Is Us. So, do they uh, give warm hugs at the end? Good. No, <laughs> <laughs> isn't he in Black Panther also? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> don't know. I don't think so. He's a T'Chaka's brother, right? And and who is Black Panther? Sterling Brown. Uh, yeah, right. I yeah. thought it was Daniel Kaluuya, but um, but anyway. Um, no, that's not his brother. Jack Lou is like the... Is his brother technically? No, his dad's brother. Yeah, his dad's brother. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. okay. All right. Cool. And then um, I watched... I had a copy of the Expendables director's cut nice. that I never watched because I'd always seen the theatrical cut. So I sat down and watched it. I couldn't really tell the difference. <laughs> I, I think there's more fire. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed 
watching it again. I think I liked it more this time than I did when I first saw it in theaters because I was not a fan it's of it. It's a movie you just turn yourself brain off. And yeah. Like, yeah, it happens. I mean, like, I, I didn't understand why Dolph Lundgren was, like, shot and giving up info. And then at the end, he's all better. But then I realized in the director's cut, I guess, maybe there's more explanation. But, like, he's a drug addict. I didn't realize. He, his character's apparently a drug I addict. I watch Expendables 2 a lot. I don't watch the first one very often. Yeah, but apparently in the first one he's a drug addict. That's why he's like trying to hang pirates in the first scene. So, um, so yeah, The Expendables. It's it's a fun old time. Um, uh, I got The Post on Blu-ray, so I watched that again. Post is great. Um, and I like watching Tom Hanks act. Um, and that stuff with the kids, with the kids selling lemonade to all the reporters who are going to go through the papers is awesome. So, uh, it was nice to see Spielberg make that movie as quick as he did. Um, He's pretty good at making movies fast. Yeah, he War is. of the Worlds, five months. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, done. How, how that's done, that? and that's impressive. That yeah. is impressive. Well, I mean, you got Tom Cruise, so it probably helps. Yeah. Super pro. Um, I uh, rewatched the Hobbit trilogy. Um, nice. and And I hadn't done it since, like, the movies came out. Hmm. Um, and I didn't even see all of them in theaters. I only saw The Unexpected Journey in theaters. Wow. The other two, like... I don't know what I was doing at that time, but um, I caught up with it. And rewatching them again, like Unexpected Journey is probably the, the, the sloggiest one to get through because it's the longest of the three. Um, but it's still fun. I like Tolkien's work, so I like Tolkien movies. So it just makes me it's like a... It's like, Martin Freeman's great in the last one. I, th- I think he owns the last one. I think he's great in all of them, to be yeah. honest. Um, I mean, like, and Benedict Cumberbatch is, can give... Andy Serkis a run for his money on slow cap work because he does that dragon really well in Desolation of Smaug. Um, so, and yeah, and I like Ian McKellen a lot, so I enjoy watching him. Yep. Um, and then the last thing, which actually connects to your guys' uh, Seed and Spark, um, I watched the new Duplass produced documentary series called uh, uh, Evil Genius. Um, which is oh, that's produced by him too. I thought you yeah. were going to say the other one that was like about no, the cult. No, I saw Wild Wild Country and I promoted it many times on this podcast. Please oh, okay. see Wild Wild Country. Your jaw won't stop dropping. Um, Evil Genius, though, is actually about the pizza bomber um, incident. Uh, Somebody just told me about this last night, and I'm going to go watch it tonight. And I, I, the only reason I knew about this story was because it was um, the basis for 30 Minutes or Less, that Jesse Eisenberg movie directed by the Zombieland guy. Oh, uh, I didn't know that was I the basis. I loved when it came out, but then people told me I was wrong for loving it because it's based on a horrible event. And I'm like, well, that's not going to stop me from liking this movie. (laughs) But watching the documentary, I kind of understand why someone would have said that to me because this poor guy had a bomb strapped to his neck and was told to rob a bank. um, Like, because he was just trying, he was, all he was doing was delivering a pizza. But the documentary is it starts off with that and it does show the footage of the bomb going off um even though they blur a bit of it but you could you watch the bomb really? going off um but it's from like this wide angle like so it's not like it's a, a security camera uh yeah it must have been like a cop's body cam or like a dash cam or something like that cuz it's yeah. not it's not it's definitely not up close um but they as the investigation into that proceeds uh, the documentary shifts focus for an episode and goes into another murder. And it basically with, by the end of the second episode, the pieces start connecting into how it's all related to that pizza bomber case. Hmm. And it's bizarre. It's strange. 
I would say that it's not better than Wild Wild Country because Wild Wild Country is it takes a lot more time to set itself up and give you time with these characters. This is only about three and a half hours, so you're not. Like I don't feel like explanation. Yeah, so you're not. <laughs> uh, so you're not getting a lot of Just the. Uh, you're not getting a lot of the uh, um, time with these people. Like the main focus of the film is actually this woman who supposedly is the mastermind behind a lot of things and she's crazy she's insane but i get no i I have no other way to look at her other than that Mm -hmm. so uh but it's it's still worth a watch like i mean like if it it won't trump wild wild country in my opinion but it's definitely like something to check out especially if you knew nothing about that case yeah uh the final moments of the film are worth it alone um, really because of as you've watched and everything connects like it there's a big revelation at the end that just kind of like it really hurts your head and your heart a little bit which is strange yeah uh, the boss yeah. brothers are on fire right now i know yeah they're they're rocking it um they i've been listening to an interview with them about the wild wild country guys and how they uh got to do it because those guys did the battered bastards of baseball and then they pitched this wild wild country thing and it was a big gamble for the deposits to do that so. yeah why yeah. they did do it For but anyway sure. that's all i watched this week that's all yes <laughs> brad oh no <laughs> yeah Not what me. are you watching you have a little list pulled up I yeah think. yeah I have, it's like three weeks worth though <sighs> because we haven't done this segment in a while um take a nap all right <laughs> i'm gonna try and get through this as economically as possible um so the first thing on my list is turkish star wars Ooh. Which has an, a, a real Turkish title, but I'm not going to try to pronounce it, and I don't have it written down. So is it amazing? It's bonkers. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, um, if you don't know about it, it's uh, uh, this Turkish filmmaker took clips from the original Star Wars and like set them in reverse and like recolored them and, and inserted them into this other movie where he's like this superhero. Um, and so like the Star Wars clips disappear towards the middle of the movie. That sounds your head great. <laughs> this sounds amazing. This this sounds like someone like took my nightmares and put them on. Film. It, is a, it is a Turkish nightmare. It's <laughs> wow. it's crazy. Uh, like there's some fun bad movies, but this one, it's also edited. Like every cut is the same length, and they're all like about a second long. Oh, so, that's aggressive. Yeah, your brain can't handle the craziness for too long. So at one point, I I think I. Just, I, I couldn't just Is watch it. Is it a feature? It. It's a feature. It's oh almost, gosh. I think it's two hours. And it's hour- all like that? It's like, yeah, it's like an hour and 45 minutes. That it's, sounds like a prank by David Lynch. It's like, such a rough watch. Um, it sounds like it needs a seizure warning. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, yeah, it should. Is it, it could, Enter the Void too? And it, it'll cut to like one thing and then like later in the scene it'll come back to the same shot again and it's, it's just so fast and rapid. It's, it, it, it's really tough to watch. Um, and it was made in like the 80s. Why uh, did so you they, put yourself through that? It was screening at the bug as like a special oh, okay. event thing. So Okay. That's um, allowed then. Yeah. So luckily I could like, you know, get up and walk around and pay attention to something else for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants somebody to say that about their movie. I Good thing I could get up and walk around. <laughs> I, I probably would have a seizure if I hadn't. Cause right? It's just like... A barrage, like it's an assault on the eyes. Um, what are we watching today? Bucky Larson. Oh, okay, well, I can wander around for a wee bit, can't I? Yeah. Um, and then uh, at the drive-in, uh, after watching Infinity War for like the seventh time, uh, Super Troopers 2 closed out the night. Nice. How um, is so it? So I stuck around for it. Um, I'm not like a big fan of the first one. Like, oh, okay. it's, it's funny. Um, and this one was actually not 
I didn't think it was going to be good, but it was actually pretty enjoyable. Um, the the characters they uh, they get fired from state police and then they get rehired is uh, state police again, but they're they're controlling this part of Canada that's been annexed back into the United States. <laughs> um, and as they do their shenanigans, they stumble onto this like drug trafficking ring. Um, but it's been three weeks out. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of the details other than it's like, there's some fun parts here and there and some fun gags. Um, so, uh, and it was like light on the pot humor, which I was surprised about. Like, I was going to say, it'd be funny if they did Super Troopers 3 in Colorado and then they can't really make the same jokes. <laughs> yeah, they run out of material. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, Batman Ninja. I did too. Which um, is a gorgeously animated film, um, but I didn't think the story was that interesting. And no, I was really conflicted on Batman Ninja. Yeah, like it looks really great, but it's really, it's, it's funny that people like rag on I love dogs for cultural appropriation of like, <laughs> which I think it yeah. blends really well, but Batman Ninja straight up is like, Hey, it's a, uh, it's a Japanese themed Batman movie. It's got to have giant robots in it. So, and if you watch the documentary, that's literally what the director said. Yep. Oh my God. So, and he's Japanese. So the, I thought the story was really like jumbled too. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, the, the animation is amazing. I mean, uh, they put, it looks like there's paint strokes on every character. And it's all cell shaded. And... Yeah, it's really great looking. Uh, it, it just, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, Batman gets sucked back in time because Gorilla Grodd creates this time machine. But then, like, he, everyone else goes back, and but he shows up two years later than yeah. everyone else. And then uh, everyone else is assimilated to the culture. And then he just has, like, the hardest time trying to stop the Joker. Because, like, it's basically he doesn't have his gadgets. So, he... yeah. Like that's no his biggest gadgets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but like the smartest detective, like the world's greatest detective, can't like, like improvise. Yeah, in feudal Japan. I just it looks great. I'm really conflicted on this one. Like I really mm-hmm. would recommend it to people because it looks so awesome. But uh, the next thing I watched was absolutely any- absolutely anything with Simon Pegg. It's um a British film that uh he gets these superpowers Im- imbued into him and he can do whatever he wants. Uh, and there's this race of aliens who are voiced by the Mighty Python cast. Um, they're looking to destroy worlds, and uh... what, isn't Robin Williams in this? <laughs> oh, have you seen it before? <laughs> no, but I just remember this. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it, it, as he figures out like that, he can even uh, do stuff with these powers. Uh, you know, uh, he like makes his dog talk. Um, He—that's everyone's dream. That's the first thing you would do, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, he—he's an author, and he has this crush on cat. Uh, Kate Beckinsale, who's uh, lives in his apartment, yes, <laughs> but you don't know that yet. Oh, nice! Yeah. It's it's a prequel to the Underworld series. <laughs> Love <Yeah>. it. <laughs> he uh, wishes her to be a vampire. <laughs> but uh, that would be a great ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a, a lot of the powers revolve around him trying to impress her, and then like there's other friends of his that like have objects objects of affection that he you know it's like oh she likes you and then just one girl's obsessed with his friend for like the whole movie and like then he decides he doesn't like that so he only wishes that she would go away isn't rob riggle in this sad (laughs) rob riggle is in this and he's also into kate beckinsale but he had a date with her once and she rejected him and he won't let it go incel yeah um (laughs) so he kidnaps Simon Pegg and then gets him to grant his powers to him and yes and uh, he says do you realize what happened to me four years ago i got my dick shot off <laughs> 21 jump street uh yeah so anyway it's wow, a, what a movie 
Yeah, it's 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 silly. There's a um, lot happening in that movie. Yeah, a lot of diff- like it, it is kind of creative how they uh portray some of these of the powers. Mm. But there's one disturb like the first thing he does, like he doesn't know he has him yet. And he's a uh, his other job. He's a teacher at a school, and he's talking to his, fr- his other teacher friend in the cafeteria. And he's like, "Oh, you know, I, I wish someone would just bomb the class." And then the class explodes. And you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> all these kids just died!" Oh my god! And he god. goes home and just kind of like watches the TV, all sad, like, "Oh my god, what should I do?" Uh, later, he figures out he has the powers and like reverses it. But oh, okay, good, yeah. good, good. You but can reverse time, like, things that you do. Yeah, if you just say like that's like the ultimate the class power. Yeah, oh, yeah. So Eon does a lot of stuff, and then eventually um, that could get really fucked up. You're like, <laughs> I want this person's head to explode. I want to not have that happen now. Like that's really yeah. a good way to get crazy. rid of a character. <laughs> uh, and at the end, he uh, gives the powers to his dog, and his that's dog says true. like, "Because uh, his dog talks." That's right. Yeah, and then he says, uh, "I want all these powers gone from everybody." Because dogs are so wise. Exactly. <laughs> and Rob Williams is the dog. And Aww. also wise. Give me the power. I need the power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it sounded. That's amazing. I love how that it wasn't a cat, though, because the cat would, he'd be like, hey, what do you, what do you think, cat? And the cat would just be like, I, I imagine the cat would have like an old lady's like with a smoker's lung. Oh, my God. And be like, <laughs> I want all the power. <laughs> give me the power. I'd be like, I hate it here. Let me get out of here. <laughs> Settle down, honey. It'll all be fine. The world's coming to an end. Uh, the other Simon Pegg movie I watched was called uh, Kill Me Three Times, and that's like a convoluted uh, like assassin versus other assassins movie. Hmm. Um, and it's one that starts like, you know, he dies in the first five minutes. And they're like, how did I get here? And yeah. then they backtrack. And uh, there's like this woman who is trying to escape her abusive husband and then there's uh, two dentists, I think, who are trying to like get extra money so they can like retire and get away. And so like all these, all these different threads meet up, and you figure out like why they're all connected to each other. And that was less huh. interesting, but it's like Crash, but for but for dentists, <laughs> dentists, <laughs> contract killers, and dentists and bar the owners. The dental community has a lot of racial issues. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do. I've only had a white dentist. (laughs) 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 Um, And then I also watched for the first time The Iron Giant, um, which is a a cute movie. Uh, It's animated very well. Very cute. The Um, next thing you have on your list is also very cute. Yeah, Pete's Dragon, the remake. (laughs) Oh, Um, I love that movie. It's cute. I I, I haven't seen it yet. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, for a kid's movie, it's pretty uh, not -hmm. fun. Uh, it's, it's sweet, but it's like it's yeah. pretty like heavy emotionally. It's real, yeah. Uh, but um, I like how you're the barometer for fun <laughs> for children. <laughs> well, as we know from the podcast, I'm not very tolerant of children, so <laughs> it's that surprising. Um, but uh, Carl Urban, like a little over the top villainy, I think for that movie, because uh. uh, he's like, uh, you know, I get to keep the dragon, and then ah. Uh, these kids won't let me keep my dragon. Also watched one documentary Ooh, called oh. Else Tree seventy six, and it's about the background actors for the Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Oh, that sounds cool. interesting. Yeah. I want to see that. Uh, so yeah. it only delves into the like the lives and the fame of uh, like uh, Jeremy Bullock, um, like the guy who played Panda Baba. Yes, you did. <laughs> um, who else? Like some of the, like the the costumed uh, aliens in the bar and stuff. Like none mm. of the like 
uh, stars, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just, you know, them showing up for their casting call and getting fitted for stuff and then all the f- ensuing, like, you know, they expected their parts to take off, but, you know, they didn't. Aww. And they have to deal with, you know, growing old and, you know, not following through with acting and, like, taking on other jobs. And so it's a really, really great, like, look into these people's lives who are just, I'm like, sad. kind of affected by Star Wars. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then uh, the last thing I saw was... A movie called Revenge. You know, oh, heard it? Shit. Oh, it just shit. came out. This, I want to see that movie. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say the story's very compelling, but like visually, it's very visceral. It's about this uh, woman who uh, goes on like a weekend excur- excursion with this like rich and powerful guy. Um, he has this uh, house in the middle of nowhere that you have to get to by helicopter. Um, you know. They party, they have sex, and then she wakes up the next morning and she's getting breakfast ready and there's two guys standing outside the patio um, with, like, rifles and stuff. And it turns out they're the guy's hunter buddies. Um, and she, I guess she was supposed to leave earlier, but she didn't. Uh, it didn't make sense. But anyway, they come in and then, uh, you know, he it, it seems off-putting, but uh, she can, he convinces her that they're the friends. They party some more. Um, then the next morning she wakes up and it's only the two hunters there and her boyfriend, uh, who also you find out during the first night, um, he's cheating on his wife, um, with her. So she's a little bit put off, but he quickly like does that bro-y thing of like, and wins her affections back. Like, um, what's the bro-y thing? Yeah. What's that bro-y thing? It's like, oh, hey baby, you got such a great (laughs) ass. Wait, that's a line? That definitely wins me back. Yeah. Yeah. Hey baby, I know I'm showing my wife, but. That ass don't stop. <laughs> um, so he's gone, and they say, the two hunters say, like, oh, he went into town to, like, validate our hunting permits. He'll be back in, like, an hour. Um, and, like, the night before when they were partying, in, partying, partying, the boyfriend didn't want to dance, but one of the hunters, like, so she asked one of the hunters to dance with him. Mm-hmm. And he thought he, he thought she was leading him on. So the next morning when uh, they're trying to have uh, breakfast together, like, he wants to know everything about her, but she's like, I just want my boyfriend to come back. Um, and, uh, so she leaves the room. Yeah. She leaves the room and then he starts to follow around the the state and then rapes her. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the boyfriend comes back and, uh, it's no secret and he's pissed off, but he's like, look, we'll let it go. You know, he's mad at her for getting raped. No, he's not mad at her. He's mad at his friend, but he's like, look, uh, he tells his girlfriend, Look, uh, I'll give you a million dollars, and you can go live in my place in Canada for a while. Uh, just don't tell anyone this happened. And obviously, that's bullshit. And she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't buy that. Uh, but it turns out he and his buddies are into some criminal underground thing, and she mm. knows some information that you know they don't oh. want to get out. So they chase her out of the estate and then to this cliff. And um, you know, she's like, "Get the fucking helicopter here! I want to, I want to leave." Um, and he's like, "Okay." And he like. He's on the phone, and like right away, I'm like, he's not actually making this call. He's just pretending. And then when her guard is down, he pushes her off the cliff, and she lands, and her back falls onto like the one dead tree, which has no leaves on it. It's just like sticks, and it just pierces through her chest. In her, yeah, it's really graphic. This is hardcore. It's hardcore. Um, and that's not that's just the beginning. Um, that's just the <laughs> beginning. Whoa, that's just the this beginning. This is just like the first like the ten minutes. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, there's all more. that happens in the first ten minutes. Yeah, so. He's like, great, we'll, you know, we'll go back, we'll get the trucks, we'll go down there, we'll clean her up, and we'll go to hunting, and no one will ever know this ever happened. 
Uh, but in the in, in the process of them going back, she wakes up and she uh, she uh, takes the her iPod fell out, so she takes the earbuds and then like uh, drags something. I forget something, but she gets like a um, something to start like a fire. Oh yeah, her lighter. She drags the lighter and then gets some kindling and then burns the tree so that it can fall over and she can get out off of it. Um, and then she, she finally finishes that as they show up again at the top of the cliff and she's able to like crawl over so that like the parallax view, you can't see straight down. So she hides and then they're like, oh shit, she ran away. So they, this is so intense. yeah, in the middle of nowhere. So they go track her on this, uh, across the landscape. She runs and, um, eventually they find her blood. And so they follow the trail to this river and, uh, it's nighttime by then, so the guys decide to split up. One guy stays where they stopped, and the other two go opposite directions around the river. Um, and then turns out she's hiding in the river. Um, like, she's been swimming, but eventually he catches up to her. So she sinks, and he passes. And then he gets off the ATV vehicle to take a piss. And then she sneaks up on him and steals his gun. And... Uh, Kills them all? No. She oh. pulls the trigger, and he's like, you think I'd have that fucking loaded? And then, like, assaults her again, tries to drown her. She pulls his Bowie knife out of his uh, belt, stabs him in the face twice. Yes! Yeah. And then, uh, and that's pretty graphic. And then he drowns in the river. Um, Good. And then, yeah. And then the, and that was, like, the, the, the one hunter that wasn't, like, directly involved with everything. Oh, okay. Uh, so, obviously, you saved the best kills for last, right? Right. Um... Sorry, I, I'm like I shouldn't be describing. You're telling the whole, the whole movie. movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Let's table it there. Yeah, it sounds badass. Everyone's gonna go watch and it. And more graphic stuff happens, and it's really, especially the ending. Uh, it, the ending's kind of dumb because uh, there's like a lots of opportunities for her to get back at them and doesn't capitalize on them mm. in a smart way, which is frustrating. Um, but in the end, like it's hard to be invested in it because you're like, she never really has a personality in the movie in the movie other than like, yeah. she's been, you know, taken advantage of and, you know, assaulted. Like that's the only, like you don't know anything else about her. So there's like no personality oh. there. Yeah. Lame. There's nothing to, yeah. Yeah. For a protagonist to like, yeah, be invested anyway. Um, but yeah, the, like, as far as like the violence and the visceral uh, nature of it, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty graphic. And that's, I also watched Tron, and that was really more about the bonus features, and that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they should pitch the Blu-ray for it. Yeah. Tron, it's a, you just want to watch the extras. Yeah. Demi, are you ready to tell us what you've been watching? Uh, yeah, I mean, I only have really two that I've been watching. I've been kind of like going back to like movies. You know when you have those like movies that you saw when you were a kid that like you don't know if you made it up or not, and you're just like, there's this weird movie... That, like, I remember, and it was weird. And I found, like, two of them, like, this last week. Um, like, one of them was, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called Mom and Dad Save the World. It's, That's like, this, movie. like, yeah. 1992, <laughs> like, John Lovitz is in it. That's He's, like, right. this, like, flamboyant, yeah, like, prince on this planet, Spango. <laughs> and, like, it's just, like, but it's, like, the Spango. movie is such of like, a fever dream. Like, I, I, like <laughs> I legitimately thought I made it up for, like, the longest time. Like, so, like... They, like, I forget who the actors are, but, like, the mom and dad go on vacation and, like, get abducted. Like, the John Lovett sees his wife um, through, like, his planet vision. And surprisingly, like, the movie has, like, a really solid production value in terms of, like, 
this like the props and sort of things they did but like all of the boy aliens are bulldogs and all the girl aliens are fish and there's like these weird like (laughs) mushroom animal like with like big open mouths and it's just like it was one of those movies that i saw that i was just like i'm so glad i thought i didn't like i'm i thought i made this up and so I don't know how else to describe that movie besides it's just insane. Yes. It does sound crazy. <laughs> it does sound yeah, insane. Yeah, it's crazy. But I'm down with a planet full of bulldogs. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like it needs to be how did this get made? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah but... it's like it's the craziest movie. I want to know who wrote that. Yeah, like it's it's insane. And then the other movie that I watched, like it was a movie that I loved as a kid because I was raised like on horror, mm-hmm. and I watched um, The Gate. Yes. And, like, that's, like, I remember just, like, loving it as a kid. But I remember, Great. like, one of the most, like, fa- like things that I remember the most were, like, those little, you know, like, the little, like, monk, like monkey-looking monsters yeah. that, like, I remember because there's a scene where he falls down the hole and they're, like, eating his ankles. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so, I don't know. Do I have to explain, like, the movie, what it's about? Uh, there's a gate to hell that they yeah, find Yeah, don't do what backyard. I did. Yeah. So, basically, <laughs> like, a little kid, like, a kid and his friend, like... Like, uh, his treehouse gets struck by lightning, and they end up opening up the gate to hell. And then it's kind of like a kid horror movie. Like, they're babysitting, and, like, a bunch of all these demons. Like, it's really scary. I always liked, as a kid, I always wanted the fireworks to shoot at the monsters. Yeah. I mean, because I love Silver Bullet, too, and he shoots, you know, the bottle rocket at the werewolf. So, as a kid, I said, I need to load up on fireworks. Yeah. You never know <laughs> when something evil's coming around. Yeah, or just don't read incantations you find in a geode. Like, that's yeah. just, like, should be just a standard... That's- that Pretty, is. yeah, thing. Thing. crystal thing. And then I'm trying to think. Words live by. The only other movie <laughs> I watched is like I was feeling real, real down, and I made the worst mistake I could possibly do, and I decided to watch Blue Valentine again. Ah, <laughs> uh, and that was such a bad choice. But that movie, there, just like, like contemplating my whole life, and like <laughs> just like just so depressed, like listening to Grizzly Bear in the background. And yeah, so, that's like the ultimate. That, that, like I completely regret. Like it's such a great, great, great movie. Like yeah, don't amazing. get me wrong, but it's one of those movies that like I should not watch again. That was yeah. the most awkward like thing that I, I used to work at a movie theater when I was working went to film school, and it was me and two of my friends were just like, "Well, Blue Valentine looks so awesome. It looks so edgy. We're gonna go watch it." I think we all walked out of it going like, "Dude, I think I feel like I got hit with a brick." <laughs> I like I, this is the second time I made that mistake because the first time I saw it, I like had a date and it was playing. It was when I was playing at the Denver Film Festival, and the date stood me up, and I was oh. just like, "Fine, I'm gonna go watch it by myself." And, and by the was, end like, of the it, saddest. like I'm just like in my car, just like crying. And I was like, "God, what have I done?" And I did it again. Talk about awkward dates. I watched... I think that's self punishment or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I watched Blue is the Warmest Color on a date, oh, which that one's you rough. guys know that sex scene is very long and intense, and well, I was just like, it was the first date, and I was just like, um, hello. <laughs> we have a funny story about that. Our uh, super pretentious nerd isn't here, and he talked about it. It's one of his favorite films from... Uh, oh, from the past 10... For, yeah, like... Uh, since the start of the podcast. Since the start of the podcast, and he described it to us about the long, like 30-minute long yeah. sex scene in it. That's the first scene that they filmed, and... Wow. It's real. All Real right. sex, because it's French. Yeah. <laughs> so it has to be long and obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my review great, of French cinema. It's a great movie, but... I heard it is. Uh, don't forget we have an art house asshole clip for this week. We do. By the way, yeah, yeah so. I'll play it at the end of this. 
Yep. Well, that's it. Oh, oh yeah. those are your nice. two movies. So, so n- ch- childhood nightmares and then crippling depression. Love it. Mom, <laughs> Mom and Dad Save the World. <laughs> that's was, amazing. Uh, <laughs> was written by uh, Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon, by the way, which makes sense because he did like Men in Black and stuff. Oh, okay. okay. You have to watch this movie. Like, run. it's like it's like Men. God, Mom and Dad Save the World is the weirdest movie. I'm totally watching it after yeah. this. Like, you sold me. <laughs> Mushroom head people. Yeah. Yep. Sold. Yeah. Have you guys seen End of the Fucking World? I saw the first two episodes. My sister tells me I need to watch it. It's so good. That's why I I just finished it, but oh, it's nice. really good. Um, it the two actors are great. It's like it definitely has a lot of gore, but it's has this like very sweet yet funny, charming. Um, I don't know, like interaction between them, and definitely watch it. That's what I've been watching. Um, it's like this, these two kids, like they're kind of both like outcasts at their school and they sort of team up like reluctantly and then they end up getting into like these shenanigans where they have to like go on the run from like their families and law enforcement and just like crazy shit just starts happening. And they're like these young high school kids. So like they don't, they don't have like the intention to do like half the things that they do and then it's you know it's like the end of the fucking world because like their lives are over and it's really dramatic but it's awesome um so i suggest that because that's what i watched and then handmaid's tale obviously came back out season two um that's amazing because it's so timely i've been watching stuff that's like timely um i think like which kind of ties into it's like informing our movie too because that's what we're aiming for is like to do stuff that's scary because it's timely like touching on things that are really happening but i feel like that's why handmaid's tale is really scary have you guys any of you guys seen it i haven't my wife loves that show yeah it's amazing i did a play adaptation like for like six months of that one and so like i haven't been able to dive into it because like it was like doing the play was like almost so traumatic yeah like i can't delve back into the story yet yeah yeah, it's definitely that way. I mean, I'd suggest reading the book first because that's why I, that's one of my favorite books. And then I got really stoked when they were like coming out with that and that they cast Elizabeth Moss as the lead. And then Reed Murano, who's like one of my favorites, was the, she directed the first like three episodes. So, um, yeah, really, really traumatic is correct. <laughs> um, it's about this like futuristic version of the US where there's like people can't, are having trouble reproducing. So they find all of the women who are capable of having a uh, baby still and basically like make a baby factory out of them. Like it's, it's really traumatic. But, um, and then finally I have revisited again because of sadness. I'm going to make everyone sad with my movie. <laughs> it's because of like, uh, this is a super indie movie, but the dirties, have you guys heard of that movie? Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, uh, Smartco. I uh, tried to watch that. I didn't get through it. It's um mockumentary style. Yeah, I, 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 I had, I had thoughts on it. I, I, I admire the effort and whatnot. And like, yeah, I, I think they did a great job. It's yeah, just, that subject is not necessarily my most favorite to talk about. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, and I understand that, yeah. but. But mm-hmm. it is, I will give it that it is extremely, like, well thought out and well executed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought that that was, like, an interesting take yeah. on it. Oh, yeah. so, so I rewatched that. It it's about? It's, it's about, um, oh, you go ahead and describe it. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just going to say, like, it's it's about um, these two boys. It starts out, like, you think it's a buddy comedy, and then you realize that they're, like, planning a school shooting. Mm. And so it's, like, really 
hard to get through because like you're aligned with those two characters from the beginning sure, because yeah. like they're the voices of the movie and like they start out like very like sweet guys and um and so it's like as an audience and it's a mockumentary like and the guys actually enrolled in high school to like film it um so that was also interesting like that they did that um which made it mockumentary style mm-hmm. but i just think that like that one i don't know i rewatched it because of unfortunately everything that's going on so mm-hmm. i just thought it was something that like needed to be revisited so I, i'm trying to remember what year it came out but i think it ca- 2013 or 2014 yeah, it came out it, when, it, when it came out and I, when i watched it the only pretense i had was that it was under kevin's um yeah kevin smith um and then watching it and then it was like it just it was hard to watch it it time. is hard to watch yeah. yeah i need to watch it again though having enough separation from it so. yeah yeah i think uh, it's a it's definitely like I think that that's the thing is like it would be hard to watch for like um, for anyone. I mean, unfortunately, for a large demographic of the U.S. But yeah. um, but it's like it's what I think is interesting about it is that it's not like a like it's not framed as like a horror movie, but like it should be if that makes sense. Right. So it, it it plays its cards really well and knows when to reveal what it needs to reveal. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I think is good about it. Yeah. But I rewatched that recently, and then um, obviously I already talked about this, but I watched. I watch more episodes of Law and Order SVU because I'm a weird fan of that. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch Ice T make cool puns when he arrests people. Oh my gosh, awesome. this is the best! Yeah. <laughs> they they did something this like last episode though, where they like in the very beginning they made it seem like he was gonna like leave the show. Mm-hmm. Oh no! My heart sank, <laughs> but then he stayed on. <laughs> and I was like, yes! Why do they tease us like uh, that? At the same time, I'm like, Ice T might rap again. Fucking a. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nope, he's on the show. <laughs> no. uh, I watched a few things. Um, I watched the new Netflix uh, horror movie Cargo that's Martin Freeman, and it's a zombie movie. Um, no? Hey, it, it's okay. Um, it deals with uh, him and his wife and their baby are living in a zombie apocalypse, and his wife gets bit. She bites him, and you have the 40, you have forty eight hours before the the plague like takes you over. So it, it has a really cool like ticking clock in it, where he's trying now since his wife is dead, he's dying. He has to find someone to take care of their little baby. Oh, that's so, hard. Yeah, so he's going all over Australia trying to figure it out. Um, it's interesting. Um, it's just not enough for me. Like, yeah, I liked it enough. There's but a lot of the zombie stuff. There is, I, and I get it. Trying to make it different is really hard because yeah. zombies. I mean, I grew up with Night of Living Dead, one of my favorite horror films. I love Dawn of the Dead, and now zombies are so permeated into pop culture, and they've been told so many times. I mean, there's a weekly TV show about it, so to make it interesting yeah. is hard. I, I I've told the guys it stains a blood red. I think it was a little more interesting about this lady who's pursued across the Las Vegas desert by one zombie. So oh, that's really interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, so she's constantly trying to get away from him, and all he's doing is just following her the whole time. So it's really it's intense in a different way, and that it's able to it was able to hold my attention for ninety minutes is really a tribute to the film. Um, this film, I mean, it's really shot well. Uh, I guess it was based on a seven minute. That's what I was gonna say. It sounds like it was based off that short film. It is. Yeah. yeah so, oh. And, um, and that one's really good. Yeah. I think. Well, I think it's a, it's a simple subject that like, I think yeah. it, it fits to be concise in less than exactly. minutes. So dragging that out into a longer, longer yeah, film could also be a challenge. The problem because the zombies aren't in it very much. And I really wasn't sure what the zombies. I mean, most of the zombies want to eat people. But in this one, they never really show them eating people. 
They oh. just it's really bizarre. Um I mean the the effects are really cool. They get this uh um like kind of petroleum on them cuz uh, they they hint that it's from the fracking in Australia has oh, made the zombies come. Um so they have this like petroleum like yellow pus all over them and it looks cool. And Martin Freeman's great in it, but the rest of the movie is meh. Is all right. Um, so, uh, w- the one thing I have been doing is uh, I like buying Criterion's of really old movies yeah. and just watching them, uh, be- especially if it stars this one man named Cary uh, Grant. And for some reason, I am just <laughs> like one man. I- I'm like in love with this dude. He's just so charming in everything he does. So I watched a movie called uh, The Awful Truth, which is hell yeah, you did. Which is a great <laughs> film um, where he and his wife are getting separated. And while they're getting separated, uh, she goes and lives in an apartment and takes their dog. And they have this whole courtroom scene where she they're, they're fighting over the dog and they just want to get it over with. And she's falling in love, in quotes, with this dude from Oklahoma and she's going to marry him. And so Carrie, uh, Carrie Grant fi- tries to find ways to uh, undermine it. And like everything about him, he's just like so charming. And even my wife, who doesn't watch these kind of movies, she came in when I was watching and she says, oh, he's handsome. And it's in the scene where he's like in the courtroom and he like falls over and he's trying to act all suave. And it's, it's brilliant. He's so brilliant. And I watched this. They have this amazing documentary on it where before this film, so it's from 1941, he wasn't really a big actor. And um, he uh, there's a film historian who's talking about how he really struggled with finding parts because he never thought he was handsome enough. He never thought he was funny enough. And then in this, they kind of just let. Really? Yeah. He, they kind of just let him go, and he improvised some scenes. There's a really funny scene where they play like hide and seek with the dog, and uh, he actually the director of it, I guess, doesn't really write scenes. Hmm. He would just tell them, "Okay, you're going to go in and talk to her about why you're here." And so uh, Cary Grant was like, "So it's all improv. The whole yeah. movie is improv." Yeah. Class? So Cary Grant's like, "What the fuck oh. am I supposed to do?" So he and they're talking about in the documentary how he was really scared. But then he walked in and he says, I'm here to see the dog. The court says I can. And that's like all improvised by him. And it's pretty brilliant. And, yeah. Uh, just watching, you know, he's, he's just an amazing actor. And so off of that, I got the Warner Archives uh, Suspicion, which is an Alfred Hitchcock film. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. Which he he plays <laughs> against type uh, in it. And he plays this guy who is a swindler, is a gambler. And there's more to him. And his wife is played by the girl from Rebecca. What's her name? Oh, uh, Joan Fontaine. Yeah, Joan Fontaine. Yeah. And uh, so she, so it just fits into the title of the film. She is suspicious of him the whole time mm-hmm. because he's, uh, he's talking about, well, where'd you get all this money to buy me all this stuff? And he said, Oh, I bet it on a horse and I have all this money. And then she goes to his job and she finds out that he was fired because he was stealing money from the, his uncle who gave him the job and it keeps on going and going. And she, for certain that he's going to kill her because she has a life insurance policy and he needs money so he doesn't go to jail. And it's shot like traditional Hitchcock. It's amazing because he, Cary Grant still plays this really funny part with, um, I forget the, his friend, uh, I forget his friend's name, but he's like this typical English guy who's like, well, I don't know about that, son. Um, he, he, Nigel Bruce? Yeah, Nigel Bruce. There yeah, we go. Nigel Bruce. You got that from my yeah. impression? That's amazing. <laughs> because he is, no, he, Nigel Bruce did a lot of stuff with Hitchcock, but he was Dr. Watson in the Sherlock Holmes ex- series. Exactly. Oh. But it, he was always yeah. the bumbling uh, English guy. Yeah, like charades. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's, I'm some kind of secret genius. <laughs> so she's afraid he's going to murder him, and then he turns up dead in Paris when 
her husband was supposed to be in London. And so, um, I, sh- I don't know if I should spoil this 80 year old no. movie. Don't <laughs> spoil uh, it. But, uh, it, the ending is really intense. Uh, it's really shot really well. Uh, Hitchcock's attention to detail really works well for this film. Um, it was really good. And, um, and it's not even like one of the ones that's so loudly. Like, no, and I mean, I don't think it's one of his best ones, but it's really cool to see, uh, Cary Grant play against type yeah. because he's yeah. really great in it. Um, and really, the last thing I watched, I just watched uh, Austin Powers, uh, The Spy Who Shagged Me again. Okay. The best Austin Powers. Uh, <laughs> Aren't they talking about rebooting Austin Powers? Yeah, I think uh, they want to do a fourth one. I kind of hope they don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think they can, <laughs> but I heard the, they want to do yeah, Some yeah. of the jokes don't land anymore. I was going to say, yeah. it's kind of like outdated now. Yeah, but Super some of them dated. are still really brilliant. <laughs> Somebody yeah. get the stick. <laughs> there's, a, there's a part where Austin is playing chess with... Um, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And they're doing all these stupid sexual. Kristen Johnson. Kristen Johnson. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's okay. But then she has this thing where she gets up and she says, Austin, I have to tell you, I'm here doing it. And the the expression on Mike Myers' face, it cut back to him. And he's just (laughs) shaking his head like, I know. I know you want to have sex with me. Oh yeah, cause, I know because she's giving up her entire plan because she just wants to yeah, have just uninhibited wants to have sex, sex with Austin because he's stroking like a pawn piece. It's, yeah, it's really stupid, but it works really well. Um, it's a time capsule. Yeah, Heather for Graham that is time awful, frame. Though. Like I think she's awful in that movie. But my actually has I always I talked about this in our film explosion eighty eight. I love lines in films that are kind of throwaway, but they're really funny. Um, and when Fat Bastard at the end comes in and. They try to convince him to not kill them. And he says, uh, I eat because I'm unhappy. And I'm unhappy because I eat. Yeah. It's so funny when it's delivered by Mike Myers in a Scottish accent. But just, you know, whatever this line is. And it's my favorite line in the whole film. And I, I feel like that's an iconic line from that. Is it really like, iconic? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm so. Happy. I hear that all the time. Oh, yeah. That's great. Um, but yeah. That's Don't you? I, yeah. I, I, uh, it, it, it's my favorite Austin Powers movie. We'll we'll get to talk about it probably for the next year's <laughs> ninety nine film explosion. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Uh, Doctor Evil's always great. Um, <laughs> didn't Mini? Doc- <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, didn't Mini Me, the actor that played Mini Me, just pass away? Yeah, Bert Troyer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that recently. Alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Sad. Tell you what, Doctor Evil. You get the mojo, you keep your money, and I get your baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> what I love about love those it, movies, it, too, it, 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 so he rips. sings that song, but they're in 1969. How does Pat Bastard know the Chili song? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's so it's, true. It, it's, it's, it's a plot hole that we don't need to worry about. <laughs> don't address it. Don't address it. Gentlemen, I'm about to go well, to the moon. Well, there's also a really funny little bit in it, too. So when um, Felicity Shagwell's with Fat Bastard, uh, he rolls over and starts eating chicken, and he also picks up a baby bottle and throws it away. I'm like, oh, that's a funny joke, because he talks about eating babies. <laughs> oh, um, man. Oh, God. So, yeah. <laughs> also, the scene where he, Dr. Evil gets a whiff of the mojo, and he and Frau Blucher make love on that <laughs> yeah. head that emerges from the volcano. <laughs> and then, But the better scene is the day after, when they have the awkward talk about what happened the night before. Yeah, and yeah. And she's like, he's like, I'm late. No, no, you were right on time. No. I'm late. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> just, just watching Mike Myers like do that Dr. Evil thing so sincerely for this sincere conversation is yeah, wonderful. It's, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a pretty brilliant actor yeah. when he wants to be. 
Has he been doing stuff lately, though? No, he doesn't. Uh, he's, doing so the gong, he's hosting the gong show now. <laughs> oh! <laughs> In character. He's directed some things since yeah, he, the Shrek movies. So I, I was oh, reading, I he's made it. so much money from the Shrek movies that he kind of just... I always forget that well, that's him. Especially, yeah. like, the Shrek resurgence, like, yeah. going on right now. Is there a Shrek resurgence? Oh, my yeah, God. Oh. People are obsessed a with it Shrek right now. It's like, it's like a meme... <laughs> Bad thing, right. but like it's really? like it's gotten to the point where like I have friends who are wa- who marathon it all day long just for the sake of marathoning it. Wow. Yeah, the most recent one I who saw was trying people? to figure out why Donkey and Dragon were able to have babies. Yeah, the, <laughs> which I was just like, do I need well, to think when about you it? Love yeah, somebody very, I don't think very so. Much, <laughs> I know, like when a dragon and a donkey love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Deadpool two. Uh, Henry had a segment. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Fuck that art house asshole. Here's his segment. What's up, nerds? Henry giving you an update on Art House Asshole. Uh, this week I watched You Were Never Really Here. It's a new uh, film by Lynn Ramsey, stars Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, it's basically Taken, or the plot of Taken, but really sad and really artistically shot. Uh, so in other words, it's really... Some people would find it very boring. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. But it's a film that I can see a lot of people getting lost in, and a film that I think is definitely not for everyone. It's very downer, very dark. Uh, but yeah, I saw that. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, if you are interested in seeing that film, I would definitely check it out if it's still in theaters near you. Uh, it will probably be online soon anyway. But anyway, that's what I saw this week. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy whatever you're watching this week. I think Deadpool 2. Uh, yeah, have fun. Cool. Bye. Actually, I want to see the movie he saw. Yeah, you're never really here. It looks interesting. Yeah. I liked his description of it on the website. It's it's taken but artsy and sad. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Uh, he, um, we have a... I saw the trailer. Uh, the, have... the Joaquin Phoenix movie where he gets revenge on like uh, oh, child traffickers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks interesting. Yeah. So, because Henry's in New York, he has to phone it in. So we'll... <sighs> literally, <laughs> yeah, literally. So <laughs> that'll be on the final. That's episode. funny. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so this week we saw Deadpool two. Damn, yeah, sure people see Deadpool two. Uh yeah, I really liked it. I think um, it's one of those movies that I think maybe like we'll see in like five years to see if so because there's a lot of relevant jokes that i wonder if those will last um because it was funny and poignant now but i wonder if like if i watch it again it'll be the same sort of funny but i liked it i i definitely recommend it awesome olivia yeah i would agree with you i didn't even think about that at the time but they made like very because they made like kushner jokes like (laughs) a lot of stuff like that's That's very (laughs) relevant to now and i'm Mm -hmm. like wonder if anyone will know that but um no i say yes it's very funny, very fun. Um, yeah, lots of great choreographed scenes. We talked about that. Um, yeah, yes, please watch it. Perfect. Zach? What did I think of the only movie this year to have a full-on Jack Benny reference? Yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah, go see this movie. <laughs> For all those listening at home, what Jack Benny reference is there in this film? This radio show, um, uh, the radio show is playing on Blind Al's uh, radio when Deadpool sneaks in to get his cocaine. You're right. <laughs> and he actually participates in the line, um, I'm thinking it over. So At the Alamo, Zach popped a boner so hard it knocked his <laughs> yeah. food off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom! Now you all know about my favorite old-timey comedian. Uh, no, as far as the whole film, I I liked it more than the first one as a story. But as I've had time to think about it, I'm kind of in the Olivia and Demi camp where I'm like, th- there are a lot of very, very recent jokes um in the film um like even referencing even refer- referencing thanos at this point yeah. Yeah. like is like yeah. it's it's pushing on like 
just well, no one's gonna forget who Thanos is. Well, uh, okay, or like the DC he threw stuff, a moon like, on Iron Man. Are, are we gonna remember DC's universe? Like how how dark it was? Like I don't think. I mean, I'm just saying there's a, there's a time there's a time limit on some of these jokes and yeah. Um, and, but the action sequences were fucking <laughs> awesome. Right. So. Yeah, they were really awesome. <laughs> Very well choreographed. Um, so yeah, I, I I would go see it. It's <laughs> it's fun if you need a break from Avengers. Bring it back around. <laughs> Uh, you just crack me up, Zach, because you give you like one nugget and it just goes yeah. and goes and goes. Brad, should people go see Deadpool too? Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm a, a, on the other end where I th- I like the f- the first one better because um, I think the story is more cohesive. Um, this one, I imagine it must be like reading the comics. Um, like if you're sitting down, like flipping through the pages, like it'd be joke after joke, and uh, the gags are funny. And the action's good. Uh, there's some CGI stuff um, in the, the truck sequence that I, I don't think works really well. Um, mm-hmm. um, but overall, it's it's more about, like, Ryan Reynolds' uh, performance and just, like, gag after gag rather than, like... Um, I, I, the message of the story is good. I just don't think it, like, comes together as, like, a very solid idea. So Yeah, um, Debbie and I talked about that, actually. Yeah. You made know. the point of like the well, I thought, Domino. Yeah, character. Domino's character I thought had a, like a storyline that they were just like that they were kind of like you can tell they were toying with it, um, and I think that like I don't know because it seems like during the movie that they were gonna have her have like the, a bigger heart to heart with yeah like a B story with um, Flame Fist because because she mentions her being out there before that she had this greater purpose and I feel like they're leading up to this like subplot that they never really fleshed out I think in order to have Ryan Reynolds to have a little bit more of a cathartic like sort of ending like resounding hero story um and like I think that Domino's character sort of like failed from being just like this badass person who doesn't give a shit who's cool and does everything to like this other subsect that we never get any satisfaction about it's hard to tell like because we're in the like universe building movies if that's like you know maybe it doesn't work in this movie but they plan on making it do something in the next yeah that's true that's true there's some little tidbits at the very end that you like can catch where you're like oh that's gonna come back in like the next one yeah and there's we can't say yet until spoilers but i I have something to build on that so ryan did you what do you think (laughs) oh yeah sorry Uh, that's all right uh no i i thought it was hell of a lot of fun um again it's sold on ryan reynolds and ryan reynolds owns it and I mean, when you're in almost every shot of the movie, you got to be believable <laughs> and and grow as a character. And I thought they did a good job with Deadpool. Uh, here's a trailer for Deadpool too. Actually, that may have been me. Oh, you're living the dreams, DP. Yeah. Devil me care attitude. <laughs> Strong thighs. Beautiful girlfriend. Sorry I'm late. I was rounding up all the gluten in the world and launching into space where it can't not hurt us ever again. Kiss me like you miss me, Red. What in the foxical is this? My name's Cable. I'm here for the kid. What? The kid? Move or die. Kids give us a chance to be better than we used to be. 
You mean do. You're a lot smarter than I look. I ain't letting Cable kill this kid. But I can't do this alone. Can you speak up? It's hard to hear you with that pity dick in your mouth. We're gonna form a super duper fucking group. We need them tough, morally flexible, and young enough to carry their own franchise for 10 to 12 years. We will be known as X-Force. Isn't that a little derivative? You're absolutely right. Now, let's go get our fuck on. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm rocking my ass. What suckers have been? Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go. Tell me they got that in slow motion. Doing the right thing is messy. But if you want to fight for what's right, sometimes you have to fight dirty. And that is why Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is pure pornography. Oh, God, I wish I finished college. It lives up to the hype, plus plus. Fuck it, they probably won't even make a three. Yeah, why would they? Stop it, too. You killed it. <laughs> It's one of those things, too, where it's a different, like, constant barrage where uh, Infinity War just drops you into the fight. It's Thanos is coming, and then it's everybody's fighting, and it's bombarding you, and it's awesome. And this one is bombarding you in a different way where it's joke, 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 joke. And I thought it was really interesting, too, that X-Force didn't show up until almost the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The movie. Well, X-Force 2.0. Like, <laughs> yeah. My favorite part of the movie is X-Force <laughs> oh, version 1 where they all die <laughs> yeah. instantly. Well, mm-hmm. that's what's amazing too is I was reading an article um, on Hollywood Reporter how they purposely shot extra scenes with all those actors <laughs> because they didn't want to give away. So in the movie, like they do this huge montage of X-Force showing up and they all fucking die brutally <laughs> it's amazing it's so good i would say that's probably my favorite part of the yeah. movie too especially know- like is it steve it's my favorite character peter oh, peter, peter. Yeah. why did i say steve? I that's part of the joke too. everyone was like that is part of the joke though. it is but yes, peter he's my favorite i was hoping that the the vanisher was actually going to be like someone playing a prank on them <laughs> yeah. instead yeah. of like an actual uh invisible man person which is brad pitt by the way yeah yeah um, that's an amazing I, cameo I that's i didn't amazing. see it in the movie i no, I, I read you didn't it. catch it? I caught it right I away. I was it's like, so fast, I didn't recognize the face. I read an interview with Ryan Reynolds, and he convinced Brad Pitt to do it when he bought him Starbucks. And so Brad it. Pitt just showed up and was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But I thought it would have been funny if they like you never saw a person there, but they always pretend that there yeah. was one, like, yeah. and it was just a prank or something. And that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, Shatterstar is the worst character design ever. And yeah. they put him in his 90s costume. This is horrible. And then I, I was... Super on board when like Bedlam came down and he just crashed into the bus. I'm like, oh shit! And then I saw you know Shatterstar aiming right for the helicopter rotors. <laughs> I'm going, yes. Here's in the way. Yeah, uh, going on to what we said earlier about like dropping in threads. So the, the juggernauts in this movie, and at one point uh, when he's walking with Firefist and he's saying like, oh my brother's you know, Professor X mm-hmm. and I wear this helmet so he can't get in my in my thoughts. Um, so they give that backstory, but then who who is the other person? But we don't give Cable's backstory, which is that he's uh, Cyclops' Scott Summer's son. Kid, yeah. yeah, so it's 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 a weird. I, I think sometimes though it's too much because if you're gonna have they're gonna mention Professor X's brother, you're also gonna have Cable's super convoluted backstory. But why even mention Juggernaut's brother? Like. Uh, Professor X has no other than the cameo he has. I, I, I mean, it could just be just like because the Juggernaut's such a cult 
like villain that like I feel like just even like having him on screen was such a big thing that like giving those little backstories into it I think is just could also be like a fan throwaway. And, and it's definitely also, fan yeah. service and, for sure. And also De- Deadpool doesn't really follow the same rules as the regular X-Men films so it kind of just does whatever well, the fuck th- it wants to do. What I think is actually brilliant about this movie is it does turn that time problem with the X-Men films on its head mm-hmm. where it's because I mean the juggernaut in Last Stand is awful. I mean, he's like, oh, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. You're like, come on, dude. <laughs> and, uh, and But you can't deny we all loved it in our heads at the time. <laughs> no. no. I saw that. And no. Um, and I'm a defender of X-Men The Last Stand. Yeah. But then, you know, it, this movie erases some of the problems with it. Yeah. I mean. And, That's and, our joke. I mean, I think it's probably the greatest, like, mid credit scene I've seen where Deadpool's just assassinating Welcome to people. the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. The the, 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 the Wolverine and the Green Lantern jokes. Were yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then he fixes, uh, like, his the Peter death. Just go home. Yeah. I tell you what. I was actually scared shitless. <laughs> Like, but he cares so much about Peter. I love. <laughs> I know he's like, I'm gonna miss that guy. <laughs> and we don't know if he saved the other. I think yeah, it's just Peter. His death was pretty funny. Where he tried, <laughs> tries to help. Uh, oh, that was awful. The, what's the spitter guy's Bill. name? It's Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. But what's the character's name? Like it's the like, Exquisitor or something, yeah. yeah. Spitfire or something. No, no it's like the Zyka. Is it Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist? Yeah, yeah Zeitgeist. And it's funny because he says, "Yeah, do you want to see me spit?" No, and then it like comes back where he's trying to save him. He like spits up blood. And, <laughs> and then Peter. poor Peter dies. <laughs> yeah. Peter was just trying to be helpful. Poor Peter. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I thought the the scene was really cool with Domino though, where they're yeah. like, "That's not a su- superpower." <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm coming up on the convoy. <laughs> She's yeah. just doing all this random. He's stuff like, that "What? Works. How?" <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I like their little exchange too, like where you thought it was going to end when she was auditioning. Yeah, and they just like kept going with the like, "No, yeah, no, yeah." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just saying no. And she buttons it with like, "Well, you're on the team." She's like, "Lucky me." <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was so good. And you know, Blind Al is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the part scene where he lost his, his legs because yeah. Juggernaut ripped him in half. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird, but so. I don't fun. know how I feel about that it's one. Still like, <laughs> I, it's it went on for so long. Yeah, that like uh, I think that's why it works because at the beginning, like, oh, this is kind of funny, and then they just keep dragging it out. Yeah, and what is oh, it, the legs? Oh, I've never seen you without your mask before. <laughs> Haunting. <laughs> with the, with the, like when he stands up, though, I'm just like, ah, <laughs> yeah, it is weird. <laughs> that was that was great. On the not revealing, like because you know he has the baby, baby yeah. legs, and watching him just shuffle his way over to cable. Sometimes that was sometimes that was great. I wish God took my hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was good. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I liked I, I like cable. I, I like Bro- Brolin as Thanos more, but he's fine as cable. No, it's fun. Um, he had he has my favorite line in the movie, which is dubsteps for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> They do have this weird running joke, too, where they say, Mr. Racist here. And he's like, I'm not racist. You killed Black Tom, you racist son of a bitch. Just because he doesn't want to hear Joe Pinder's music. Yeah. Yeah. That moment is great, too, because it's just like, they just look for a moment. That was something we noted is like, like they're just so good on like keeping the really like long moments. Yeah. Like, um, they kill like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I call it the Daniel Tosh way of telling a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That you wait for people. Yeah, to, like, you, you tell one laugh. joke and then you tell it again until you tell it when it's not funny. But for some reason, it makes it even more funny when it yeah. comes back around. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's great. That's a good way to put it. It is like that. Yeah. 
But it also is kind of like real life, like because they do it whenever like something insane happens, <laughs> where you're just like, where you as an audience member are also like, wait, did that really happen? You have to have that moment to like be like, did that just exactly. happen? Yeah. It, yeah, the, the movie's great. It, which also brings it, up the opening credit sequence, by oh, the way. The, which the James they, Bond opening credit. Oh, oh, that was so where good. The, where the text completely addresses what the audience is yep. probably thinking at yeah. that yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The perfect use of a Celine Dion song to make it like a James Bond opening. <laughs> Love that credit was title, Cinematography by Blind Al. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, yeah, you got to make it work, and they do. I mean, if to make this movie work, you have to sell it, and the only way you're going to sell it is go for broke. Yeah, because you can't, you can't like dance around what Deadpool is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't, and I think. It's for the best. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. I liked how they did a good job of trying to address the fact that he can't die, which they do in the Wolverine films. Mm-hmm. And they just took a comedic ver- a comedic take on well, mm-hmm. well that he dies. Same premise. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but like the the, the whole like yeah, concept, the conceit behind that. Um, oh, by the way, him in the X Mansion. And him <laughs> wheeling around in Professor oh, yeah, that's <laughs> It's so good. That's a great reveal. And then he's just like, why can't we get any more get, oh. ca- lead cameos in here? And you just see the guys in the uh, in the back <laughs> closing the door. <laughs> Such a good yeah. They said that was actually CGI'd, by the way, because they filmed that on the Dark Phoenix set, and then they just inserted it in. Oh, yeah. oh really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. That's fine. So that's a, the, the way they managed to wrangle all these different cameos in different ways is pretty sense. admirable. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. there was definitely a lot. But it was a worthy cameo to have that 30, like that two seconds of whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. again, it just sells the joke. Again, they're telling a joke. They're telling a joke. They have a payoff and then they tell the joke again. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Because <laughs> he even mentions that Colossus and. Uh, is, why? What does he say about Colossus? He's like, because we can't afford any other ones. Like the ah, uh, it's funny. I can't remember. Yeah. But he but he mentions about why Colossus is the only one only around. Colossus, only around. before I die, just say fuck, just say fuck one time. <laughs> oh, that's that's a great joke too. Where he's like, man, it's taking a long time to get die. Keeps going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not just all jokes too. Like there's some pretty poignant stuff. Like when uh, Fire Fist is in prison and then he's talking about how he just wants to get revenge on everybody, and Deadpool just stops and he's like. Dude, stop trying to fight everyone. Just <laughs> yeah. make friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he tries to be his friend. <laughs> yeah, the kid had a great moment where he's like, he's he's trying to attack the biggest bully in the yard, and he shoves him down. And the kid just gets up again and does it again. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I had lots of fun. So do you think Vanessa's, like, in the post credits, she gets revived, but, like, yeah, it's in the credits, so is that part of the movie, or is it like a, just another gag? I don't know. I was kind of disappointed with her performance in the beginning. Like, there was some, like, I don't know they if it was... didn't anything to do. Yeah. yeah well, and, true. like, I, I didn't know if it was the editing or the way that it was, but there were just so many, like, weird performance, like, blips that, yeah. like, it was... it Because was, their dynamic in their first movie was so good because they were able to rally off of each other, and then there was odd pauses between dialogue and everything that I just didn't feel like was as believable as the first movie. And so, like, I almost, like, I don't know. I felt like I was more in tune with her being dead than the actual performance that she had in the beginning. Like, she's dead. It's great. I'm I'd like to know, because there's a lot of reshoots on this uh, yeah. towards the yeah. end. I'd like to know what uh, changed between uh, edits. I guess I was, I read on the reshoots that they just added more. Like, they didn't want to take anything away or, because, I don't know. I guess it is That's kind of the kind of movie it is. Add more. Yeah, yeah. I can see oh, yeah, that, absolutely. yeah. 
He's, they said I mean, they're at a point now where the last minute, so. yeah. all these movies it's pretty impressive. go Well, even when they did the trailer, I didn't even know if that was like part of it, but they were like, yeah, we're not in the production to have Cable's arm CGI'd yet. <laughs> so I thought that was really clever. Yeah. <laughs> what in the serious ass? <laughs> yep, Ryan Reynolds, handsome devil. Yep. Doing great things. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are we seeing next week, Ryan? Uh, next week we're seeing Solo, a Star Wars story. <gasps> yeah. Heard good things. It's like fun. And Demi will come back. She just I'm so excited. <laughs> Always welcome to. Yeah. We'll just invade. <laughs> Please do. You, you give us a nice balance from the industry. Um, <laughs> well, I'll just cut you out of this week's episode then. <laughs> That's fine. Um, ladies, one more time. Tell everybody where we can find and support you. Yeah, please support us. Um, we're making a feature horror movie right here in Denver. Um Great cast and crew, and we need your support on Seed and Spark. So visit us at www.seedandspark.com slash fund slash TNFF, which stands for the New Freedom Film. Um, yeah, so check us out. Like We're in a competition, Communal Nightmares, and we need all the support we can get. And honestly, we need the support in terms of followers. So follow the campaign. It's free. It's easy. It takes less than 10 seconds, and we will be forever grateful. Um, yeah. Click that follow button, people. Awesome. Do you have yeah. any parting words for the Real Nerds podcast? Stick to our day jobs. <laughs> no, this is a lot of fun. Thank you guys for having us. No, thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we, we haven't had a guest in a while. Yeah, so we're. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it was hey. awesome. I like pestered. I like was like, hey, 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 can we get on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Always welcome. I would, fun. I would call messages through Instagram pestering. <laughs> really? Is it not? Yeah. It Should just, I pester more? You go for it. It's just a little it. red dot that shows up. Okay. I feel like I'm like. I'll I get to like, it when I get to it. I feel like I'm a pest right now online because I'm just like every two seconds I'm like the new freedom film. Have you heard of it? Probably ten she's seconds like, ago. To the point where like in the Uber, she's just like, "Hi, what do you do? Do you want to do you want to see a cool movie trailer?" I did. I made friends with two of our Uber drivers. Hey, one might compose music for us. Okay. And the other guy, I don't know. He just wants he wants followers. So I was like, "We'll follow you if you follow us." So nice. It's working out. I'm just going out there talking to everyone who will listen. It's grassroots marketing. You got to do it. <laughs> that is like the dark. Side though is like, even with like open screen night, it, like yeah. smartly it would make sense to do it every day. But you always just feel like you're pestering everyone yeah. like, in your feed with it. But it honestly has been working because every day if I've like pestered, people are like, "Oh, good God, okay, fine." <laughs> I feel like well, that's and then like, and then all I have to do is just click two buttons, and then they don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah, so yeah. they have to go. Yeah. yeah, so do it, people. It's not gonna hurt you. It's not gonna hurt you. It's just gonna help us. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, let us help you. Um. But I don't know. Like I think I think the hardest part about like um, this one is the, just that it's a little bit different from other crowdfunding um, platforms that people are used to, because there is that follow element, and that follow element goes. It's free, but it goes into the um, you know like us achieving our goal. So like, but I think it's awesome because, and I think that I I hope that people get behind it more because I think that it's beneficial. Like there's so many campaigns sometimes like on Kickstarter where like I want to be um you know like want to support but maybe like can't give money that week or whatever but with this it actually goes towards us reaching our goal and getting to pitch if people just follow and again it's free so I think it's it's really impactful to like be able to feel like you're contributing I mean I've had so many people come up to me and be like well, oh I want to support but like I don't have I don't even have five dollars this week and I was like you can still support and it's actually what we need more right now is following and it's free well Stephen it. Spark also is a great platform because it's meant for filmmakers so yeah. if, like there's also certain benchmarks so if we hit 500 um, followers then we get um, waivers to festivals we yeah. get um, 
script writing consultation. We get like a lot of other tools that like just yeah. for just the follow aspect as well. Yeah. So and then once you reach the thousand dollar mark, you like at the thousand follower mark, you even get um you get like a thousand dollar credit for camera gear. Yeah. Um yeah. you get like consultation from major producers, you get yeah. um and then like once again, um festival and um other sort of distribution like fees waived and yeah. things like that. So it's an all inclusive platform. I mean, even for filmmakers like that might just want to look for a platform to crowdfund on for the future. Um, something that's interesting about Student Spark is that you have to apply to be on their platform for first. You can't it just doesn't accept everyone. And then so there's like this application process. You put your campaign together, they view it, and then not only do they view it and say, okay, approved, they give you like detailed feedback. You get your own personalized like crowdfunding expert that's like, you should do this and that and this will help your campaign. And I think that that's really um, I mean, just all around the platform is super supportive. And the fact that they've put together this opportunity for filmmakers, independent filmmakers to speak to studio executives is really awesome. Um, but and then there's another element too, like maybe you want to do a little bit more than just a follow and but you don't want to you can't give money yet. But there's an aspect of it where there's a wish list and you can go on and say, OK, I have like we just had um, the makeup artist Corey Taylor Bryant donated her special effects um makeup artistry to our movie which is pretty awesome um for you know that's a large amount of monetary value to that but she doesn't have to give any money up front she just has to say i will donate this x amount of value to your um campaign and that goes towards our monetary value so that helps us um reach our goal as well and and really all she has to say is like yes i will be there for you when your production happens and i think that that's an amazing um, way to to allow filmmakers to yeah. pool resources because that's really what it ends up being, especially with indie film, is like you have to ask for favors sometimes, and this is a platform that allows for all of that to happen. So I think that that's um, and it helps you build an audience, and I think that that's that's really what we're just trying to do is be independent filmmakers that um, create a community and like within our community like get support, and that's actually like the theme of our movie is about community. So it, it really just like all ties together and I'm super excited about it. So thank you for letting us speak on it. No, <laughs> of course. your passion is awesome. You'll reach your goal. I, can, I hope I can so. Feel it. I can thank feel it. you guys. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Thank you for letting us have a platform to speak on it. Anytime. Cool. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening and have a nice day.